on air. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to the R and R and R show. My name is Ruel Gaviola, joined by my fellow co-host Chris George and folks. Very special episode today. Look, we've got someone in the middle. I don't know which one I'm supposed to be pointing, but Mike yeah, from the co-op, uh, co-op, one-stop co-op right. shop is here. Mike, how are you, my friend? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Awesome. Uh, this is exciting. And we just got raided by Palooza. Thank you, Palooza, for raiding. Let us know what you're up to. And folks, if you'd also help us out here, big favor, audio and video checks. You all know how that works here on the internet. It is wacky. So let us know if we need to adjust volumes. If you can hear and see us okay, that'd be great. And if you can hear both, all of us too. That's, yeah, that's all always of helpful. Us. That's right. Thanks, yeah. Luza. Thanks, thanks, Lusapalooza. Um, R. Barrett says, what do all the R's stand for? Well, we got uh, Rado, we got Ruel, we got me, room and board, and then we got the run, co- what, run, rop, row up, rop. That's uh, it's official rebranding for the for the for the for the one stop co-op shop. I, I, I didn't get the room and board either. I thought there were only two R's and you were just kind of along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, we're, this is going to be a great show. I can tell you that right now. folks. Um, Liz Palooza was just playing Cosmoctopus. Nice. Uh, that is a new game from Lucky Duck Games. I um, I just uh, I will. Did I receive a copy? I'm going to be getting a copy soon. I'm excited about that one because that's a game by Henry Audubon. The, um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, so I got to tell you all. Parks, uh, right. Yeah. Mike, go right ahead. Can, can, can we do like story time? Am I, am oh, I breaking the format? Story of the time. Show? This is no, the pre-show. No. We get to so, do whatever so, uh, so Henry, Henry's a friend of Peter, my co-designer, uh, co-host on the podcast with me. Um, and I met, I, I we were hanging out with him at the last uh, PAX U, and he had, he was like, "Hey, Mike, you want to play my next game?" It's, it's, and and he just started going off on this literally insane diatribe <laughs> about Cosmoctopus. Cause I don't know if y'all are like avail uh, aware of the, the theme of Cosmoctopus, but mm-hmm. like he's, he's talking like he's not trying to pitch a game. He's talking like he wants me to join his cult, like drink some Kool-Aid with him. He's like, do you know, do you know the glory of the inky realm, Mike? Do you want to like come and listen to the, the words of our Lord and savior, the cosmic octopus? And I was like, Oh my gosh, Henry. And then I, I played the game and it was great. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Cosmoctopus, that is a wacky one. I'm glad you're going to get a chance to play it. That's uh, pretty fun. Oh, and I, I see uh, Howard is here. He's Hi, Howard. Over Punk- Pumpkinhead over from our uh, channels and such. Nice. Pumpkinhead, welcome. Hey, Pumpkinhead. Good Thanks to see for you. joining. Great uh, username, Pumpkinhead. Um, it sounds like, oh, okay, audio's good. Thank you, friends. I appreciate that. Um, I'm trying to uh, set the uh, things there, the... I mean, our heads are a little offset, but you know what? We have a special guest. I, I believe honestly, Mike... what matters, yeah. what matters the most is that Mike is front and center. This is yeah. this is. I, I'm so excited that Mike is here, be, and we need to do everything Mike and One Stop Co-op Shop today. And if it doesn't work for us, that doesn't matter to me yeah. whatsoever. Exactly, I, Mike's I mean, the I, real I, star. I, I go the other way. Y- y- y'all are doing your show. I'm just <laughs> I'm just here to to chat for a little bit and, and probably mess things up. 
Uh, we, well, we it like is exciting. Up. It is exciting because the the topic of the the video. Normally, for those of you in chat who don't know, we'll hang out. This will be the pre-show, and then we'll record for YouTube, uh, which will be you know a little bit more formal. We'll do our list, but this list is going to be the solo variants list. And so, like, what a what a treasure of a guest to have on. Perfect guest who can bring I, I all of his knowledge and all the variants that like you've created yourself. Yeah. Are we planning about talking about those in the in the actual list? Or should we just I, talk about them now? I I I didn't put them on my list. I thought that would be a little awkward. <laughs> and, and, and so, I would like yeah. to change my list very quickly. Just give me one. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I do. I, I design uh, unofficial solo modes. Someday I'd like to get paid for it, uh, but that has yeah. not happened yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've designed a bunch. Some of them are pretty popular. Um, and next one I'm going to work on. I did one that's very popular for Undaunted Normandy um, for my friend David mm-hmm. Thompson and Travis Benjamin. Benjamin Travis, what, what's? <laughs> oh, I know exactly. What <laughs> I always forget about. his co-designer's name. Yeah, and, uh, one of yeah, them. And then uh, I'm going to try to port that over with adjustments to the Undaunted Stalingrad system, which mm-hmm. I borrowed from my friends. So that's the next one I'm working on. Fingers cool. crossed it comes together. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, I love making solo variants. Uh, I do them for the community, but honestly, I do them for myself. I take games I love that I can't play as much as I want to, and then I <laughs> make a solo mode for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, were you, Mike? Were you the one that did the Star Trek or Star Wars deck building game solo, or did no, I? No, um, I. There's a whole bunch on the chat on like on on Board Game Geek that I found. Uh, I just did a video, a playthrough on our channel of um, Azure Death. A-Z-U-R-E, Death's okay. uh, yep. solo variant. Yep. And I thought that was excellent. That was the one that I saw that had like kind of the most love on BGG. Yeah. And I thought I did a great job. It, I was ready to do my own if, if there wasn't already a good one there, but I thought that was great. So no no need to do extra work when there's already a really solid one uh, <laughs> yeah. in existence. Yeah, that is that the one that has the additional, like the additional player mat that you print out for the... Yeah, the so okay. um, it, it's, it's very light and he did a nice job of including like a... Uh, a printer friendly version and like a more full color version. It's the entire thing is like a double-sided rule sheet and uh, mm-hmm. two letter size printouts of player boards and you're good to go. It takes like no time at all. Nice. Very easy rules. Uh, he has a, a video teaching how to do it. I have a playthrough teaching how to do it. So it's super easy to get into at, at this point. I can nice. fully recommend uh, the star Wars deck building game for solo play. I think it works really well. Awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited cool. to try that one out. Cause I, I love the game folks. If you want, uh, be sure to find the video where I do a playthrough here on the Rotter Run Street channel. I love the game. Um, I played it several times already, probably over a dozen times already, but I have not played it solo yet, and I'm going to use that uh, variant. Um, and I think that's why I, I was watching your video, because I wanted to see um, how it played. So, Dark and Dense, thank you for the follow. Folks, uh, all the new followers, uh, thank you. We appreciate it. If you have not mm-hmm. subscribed yet, please consider doing so. In fact, you can subscribe for free. Hal, glad you asked, Ruel. You can subscribe for free by uh, using your Amazon Prime account. You get one free sub per month here on Twitch. And if you do, then you get one of those really cool stream avatars that just showed up on the screen because I just got to uh, got those to work. So you're going to see them. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pumpkinhead. Corinthian's in the house. Thanks for following, Corinthian. Ruel's finally doing his job. And now everything's... Totally. Moving along like, totally. like butter. I, I'm totally sweating <laughs> right now. I'm sweating through my shirt. Hey, speaking of sweating through my shirt, y'all may not have noticed, this is a Cephalo Fair game shirt, folks. Ooh. They've got a pretty big thing going on tomorrow. 
Darker Dance, thank you for the subscription. Appreciate it. You get your very own avatar now. Be sure to use that. You're going to be battling real soon. Anyways. Oh, look, uh, yeah, Durka Dance. Look, Dirk I I'm working for Baby Yoda now. That's why Ooh, I'm wearing nice. Oh, so, nice. We, we wow. all have You're jobs. On <laughs> yes, we all have um, jobs. And I just got fired. Oh, no. I didn't know this is how I was going to find oh, out. No. <laughs> maybe you work for the infinite darkness that is uh, uh, created yeah. by our Lord and Savior, the uh, Cosmoctopus, right? <laughs> I think that is. I have fully embraced the Inky Vale or the Inky Realm. The Inky Realm. And, yes. um, I'm just covered in it. I'm just covered in it. <laughs> oh, we're, out. We're, we're almost dying. I'm good. I'm back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still. Oh, have I see. That, I still have that. Sorry, I'm just looking at the chat. Post. It's like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Soli, Dio Gloria, you did the so I did. I did do my most recent one. I completed was for Wonderland's War, unofficial oh, solo variant. Nice. Nice. Um, there are a few other ones. I didn't love the ones I looked at, so I made my own. I, I think it works great. There's a video on the channel of that. And then, oh, geez, <laughs> Legends DM said I still love Salvation Road. That was the first uh, oh. uh, game that I designed with Peter that was published. I remember uh, we, that we game, have, yeah, with uh, yeah. Van Ryder, right? That's right, that's yeah. right. Early Van Ryder, like after they had done Hostage Negotiator and yep. pretty much nothing else. And yeah. that was Wow. Uh, Zach yeah, and James, then, thank you for the resubscribing with Prime. Appreciate your support. Um, yeah, by the way, Cephalofair Games, folks, tomorrow, launching Gloomhaven 2nd Edition, the Gloomhaven oh, that's RPG. Tomorrow, right. Yeah, and the miniatures of Gloomhaven. It's going to be huge. Be sure to check that out. I am working with them uh, throughout the campaign. We'd love to um, see you all over there on the page. Um, what else did we miss here? Uh, hi, Nuts and Volts. Love the username. Nuts Folks, we're getting real close oh, to that's, uh That's Steve from our streaming channel. We have a streaming channel, oh, too. Nice. We, we, nice. we have a lot of stuff. I love it. You're <laughs> nice. bringing the whole crowd here. This is great. Yeah, what, what, why don't you tell um, to those, I mean, I feel like a lot of people have come over from, from your, your portions, but why don't, why don't you tell us, tell people who may not know you, sort of all the different spots where you're in? Yeah, you know, sure, sure. I got YouTube. Yeah, so uh, the biggest one is the original YouTube channel that was started by Colin, who's like our, our president, El, mm -hmm. El Presidente, if you played, uh, <laughs> what was that game? <laughs> what was the old like Banana Republic competitive game? Oh. Oh my gosh. Steve oh, Jackson. Like Oh no! Oh, I was thinking. Anybody know in the chat? All I know is Munchkin from Steve Jackson. <laughs> um, this is going that. old school. I've been playing games for like 30, <laughs> 35 years. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so Colin started the channel. That was like six years ago. I think I joined about five years ago. Um, so we do one-stop co-op shop. We do solo and cooperative games exclusively, including like solo mm -hmm. variants uh, and cooperative being like fully cooperative, not like team-based cooperation. Uh, Colin started with just playthroughs. When I came in, I started doing the uh, reviews. It's the the five and five format. If you haven't seen them before, it's five minutes, five main points about the game. Because uh, I like to do things quickly. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't have much patience. Nice. And then uh, we also have the streaming channel. Once I've co-op shop streamed, uh, we do mostly live plays on there. Plus uh, every Saturday we do a co-op chat. Uh, usually that's Steve, uh, joined by uh, Berndt from Meet Me at the Table, who also does videos for us, and uh, uh, Kanji Studios, uh, Derek from Kanji Studios, which is another uh, streaming channel. And then we have a podcast. The podcast has actually been going maybe the longest or about as long as a YouTube channel, but it was called uh, The Co-op Cast Once Upon a Time. That was like seven years ago. I started that with Peter, and now we have... Uh, Jason Perez is also on our channel who used to be on Dice Tower and every night is game night. So he does playthroughs and he does podcast episodes. Um, I think that's everybody who's in the crew. 
And yeah, we just, uh, fun news, we were one of the runner-ups for the Golden Geek for podcast this year. Uh, oh, us, nice. nice. Us and friend Congrats. of the channel, Liz Davidson from Beyond Solitaire. I love her channel, love her oh, podcast. Oh, Liz is great, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so if, if things are things are going great. We're, we're very happy. We're about to hit uh, 40,000 subscribers. We're doing a fun little like bonus video for awesome. that. Uh, in about nice. a, a week, I think that's going to gonna Wow. That, that's, so special. you were runner-up for the Golden Geek? Uh, for the yeah. Yeah. Folks, yeah, let's I think make the, the winner happen. was I forget what it's called. It's like a game show. Yeah, podcast. this game was broken by yes, the brothers that's right, that's right. Paul and and uh, and Lusa Palooza, who just raided us. Oh, cool, folks! <laughs> they, you know, this game was broken one last year. Let's make this happen next year. I'd love, I'd love to see One Stop Co-op Shop <laughs> win. So, we're gonna or, start... or, or Beyond Solitaire. Honestly, or I'd be fully totally happy if it's yeah, Liz. I would love to see a solo <laughs> board game podcast win the uh, Golden Geek. So, you heard it here, folks. Let Let's get the ball rolling. Make it happen. Yeah. Fix the votes. Make as many accounts <laughs> as you need. You have a full year to get 100 to 200 accounts. No excuses, okay? Every time you play a solo game, you make a new account, and you get ready there to you vote. Go. That's, that's, that's I mean, they, the they do go, yeah, it's, 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 it's synergy, synergistic. Yeah. You know, yeah. exactly. it's beautiful. And again, what Chris is saying, folks, does not reflect on the... Um, <laughs> Um, opinions of Ronald Rusty Channel. Uh, those are his own opinions. But, hey, Chris. He's a room and board. Oh, yeah. I'll lay it all on room and board. Yeah. Smear. This is a smear campaign that room and board will happily smear themselves. Exactly. I'll, I'll cover myself in it. Why do you think I'm just covered in ink right now? That's right. Oh. Uh, Chris, I wanted to ask you, how are things going? Um, did you did the play start already, or are you still in rehearsals? How's everything going on your end, my friend? Uh, we're still in rehearsals. For those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm also an actor. Uh, and so right now, actually, Mike and I were talking about this right before the uh, right before the, the we were bonding because we're we're both we both come from an acting background, which is awesome oh. to 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 know and to learn. But yeah, I've had a I've had a week of rehearsals. I'm doing um, Shakespeare by the Sea in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, we're doing Romeo and Juliet and Pinocchio. Those are the two, you know, Shakespeare's classic Pinocchio. And uh <laughs> And so, yeah, we're doing those two. We had a full week of rehearsal. We did Pinocchio in the morning, Romeo and Juliet at night. And then we'll shift into doing mainly Pinocchio until Pinocchio opens and then shift into doing Romeo and Juliet and then open that and then run both of them. Do Pinocchio one night, Romeo and Juliet the next and just juggle back and forth until the end of the summer. So it'll be good. The music's the music's pretty fun in Pinocchio. Okay. And yeah. Uh, yeah, there's this sort of like Italian dirge that uh, our composer wrote for... Romeo and Juliet, that'll kind of like underscore as well, which will be fun. Nice. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike was saying that uh, you were saying off camera about your last production of Romeo and Juliet, where you were Capulet. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's two quick Romeo and Juliet stories. We'll just turn mm -hmm. this into a theater podcast for a second. Let's do it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was playing Capulet, who, for those who don't know, Romeo and Juliet is the father of Juliet, and he's like not a nice daddy. And he certainly is not. He's he's very abusive. Yeah. And, and I felt terrible because uh, we were doing a community performance, like not for the general like public, but we had some high schools come in and the way we had it blocked. Not my choice. Don't, don't judge me. But uh, I, I slapped my daughter in the uh, in the scene where she's uh, refusing to marry Paris because uh, she wants to marry Romeo, but he's been exiled and now she's stuck. She's already wed, but she doesn't know who to go with. And it's all very complicated. Yeah, so I slapped her 
and the audience applauded. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is not you're not you're not supposed wow. to be on my side in yeah, this moment. I'm not the hero. Have you been here for the rest of the play? I'm sort of the Look antagonist, the you title. know. Wow. But then uh, another quick Romeo and Juliet story. This just happened this past week. So I'm a high school teacher. I'm I'm the head of an English department at a high school. And um, one of the ninth grade teachers was doing performances of Romeo and Juliet to kind of cap out the year with her general students, like not kids who had signed up for theater, just like general students. And um, I volunteered to bring my English class down to give her an audience. And because I didn't really have anything to do the last week of school. Um, (laughs) And... uh, it was the sweetest little thing. So a lot of the kids were very nice. A lot of the students like did a great job, even though, again, they weren't like actors. They were just the general population of our school. But there was this one girl who wouldn't get up. She was supposed to do a scene with a uh, nurse and Juliet and her partner wasn't there. She was clearly gripped by like crippling anxiety. <laughs> and um, so first of all, I volunteered to play Juliet. Cause you know, whatever I've, I've read the entire play a billion times. Um, and yeah, like I just tried to like gently be like, it'll be okay. You can come up. And and she got up eventually, you know, and she was standing there. She, I, and, and she was like about to melt down. So I was like, just face away from the audience. We'll both like play the scene over here to the wall. So she turned away and I was saying my line. And then like I held my script up for her and was sort of like showing her where the line is. Like just trying to make it as easy as possible. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. finally got words out. And she like had all the emotion right. It was like, the loudest, like clearest voice in the room. Like she was wonderful. And I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> so I like made a point Amazing. of going up to her like at the end of class. I was like, you were wonderful. You were so good. And she like hit her face and didn't want to talk to me at all. But I was like, oh, no, it's okay. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully this is a good experience for you. So yeah, it was it was really like beautiful. Like yay, nice. yay for theater. Yay yeah. for what you're doing, uh, <laughs> Chris. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, what a great that's, story. Uh, that sounds sharing. great. Yeah. Wow, I don't know how to top that. I mean, are we now we talk about games after that emotional, you know? Oh. Hey, ga- games games have emotion too. They do. They do. They do. Games have emotion. Games have whole stories that you create. Uh, I want to talk more about Mike's um, other modes. How did you adapt Radlands to make it uh, satisfying? Oh, that, that, I know you that did one actually. Yeah, I just played one... Radlands for the first time recently, and I was like, man, this is fun. It's like one of my. Mm. It's a great two-player. I love Radlands, and I love uh, Manny Tremblay's art, like in Radlands and Dice Throne. That guy is awesome. Um, Yeah, yeah, that one actually came together somewhat in a straightforward way. Um, Yeah, the the rules, I have a video of it. I think it's it's definitely the most popular variant I've seen, at least. I know, like, one of the couple of tabletop simulator mods even has it uh, (laughs) implemented, like, in the scripting. Like, you can have my, like, solo variant like in there which is kind of cool oh cool. Oh, that's amazing that's cool. um but yeah so it's it's pretty straightforward because the game is not like the toughest so i just have random draws um and they're like playing the people it, it's all about priorities like higher value people are worth more than lower value people High, uh yeah. their bases are worth more than any of their people you know and then people who are already damaged and about to die are worth more than that so it takes a little bit of getting used to it's like a it's like a one card printout that has like the highest to lowest priorities and then like a one or two page rule set. But yeah, it, it, that's really about it. It's just flipping random cards and, and cool. following the priority because in the end, there's a lot of thought in that game, but there's also not a lot of thought in that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> the AI tends to do pretty well, be pretty challenging. There's easy ways to make it like harder and easier in the, uh, yeah. the variant. So yeah, that, no, that, that one was uh, a lot easier. Like Wonderland's War was much tougher than that. Undaunted had a lot of 
Like my Undaunted variant, I love it. Um, I like parts of it better than the official one and the Reinforcements expansion. And some parts I think they did better. Uh, they certainly had a better budget because mine was zero. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, like Undaunted is kind of awkward because uh, the official reinforcement solo variant, they did one for each mission because you're buying a, an expansion, you know? And like, so they have like multiple cards for every single mission for North Africa and for Normandy. For mine, I don't want people to have to print a lot. I try to, whenever possible, just like have a sheet of rules and let you use everything else just in the game. And I kind of have like extra decks and all that kind of stuff. That's sort of like the ethos I go for with my variants, mm. which is probably the exact opposite of what a publisher wants. Maybe that's why nobody's ever called me. They're like, wait, there's nothing for me to sell them. It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just free, a free PDF online. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a problem, but <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know what I was saying. Uh, you just, you just got to start adding tokens. Doesn't matter. Doesn't exactly, matter for what. Yeah. Exactly. Doesn't right. matter for what. Just, you know, play add tokens. minis. That's all Marking you got to do. Add yeah. Yeah, add but minis. So, uh, solo mini variant. <laughs> so Normandy specifically was tough because I needed to have like a calculation of... Have you, have you all played Undaunted, any of the games? Yeah. I haven't. Love it. Okay. Um, well, yeah, so Ruel, like, you know, a big thing is controlling like the checkpoints, you know, yeah. and like getting there. So I had to have this whole like little mathematically intelligent and logical way for the ai to be like all right which of these can i actually reach which one's worth the most victory points oh crud which one is the human about to get to win and i, I think it came together pretty well but it's still a little clunky so i'm gonna see if i can you know with with multiple years of uh hopefully wisdom built up since then <laughs> i'm gonna see if i can make it work better for stalingrad when i work on that uh this coming uh, next couple of weeks. How long? Uh, how long does it typically take you to do? I mean, I guess it depends on the game, but a solo mode. Yeah, it depends like, very much on the game. Yeah, uh, like, is it everywhere? Anywhere from a couple of hours to a couple of weeks to a couple of years? Yeah, I mean, like Wonderland's War, the most recent one. I probably played. So for those who don't know, that's like a competitive kind of area control bag builder game. A really good, really good game. Although it's tough to find right now, but they just did a new crowdfunding campaign. That one was probably. I played it about like five times first mm -hmm. competitively just to like, cause I need to know how the game runs. Like I'm not just going to make up a solo variant with just the, <laughs> the rules, you know? Yeah. Um, so I got a feel for that and got a feel for like kind of the powers and everything. And then um, I tried out a few different things. Like first I tried a full Automa where like they did everything a player did kind of like I did with Radlands, like Radlands, they basically follow the exact same rules as the player um but i didn't love that and then i eventually went to like kind of a more simplified thing so if you've played wonderland's war if any of you have seen wonderland's war um they they never bust like to push your luck game but they never bust busting for them just means stopping but right. the humans have advantage in other places so i kind of took away all need to make complex decisions the only like kind of priority decision making that the automa makes is um in which places to place their troops it's kind of like, you know, they want to get places that are empty so that they have right. the sole control of them. And they want to go where it's worth more victory points. They want to go where you're not as strong. So, like, there's a little bit of a decision process I had to, like, play around with there. But, yeah, th that one probably took, to actually uh, actually answer your question, maybe, like, maybe, like, a week okay. with two to two to three to four hours a day, I would say. Mm -hmm. It's quite the, a lot. Yeah, the, the <laughs> longest is. one I've worked on is um, Exceed, which is a fighting, like 1v1 fighting game from level 99. Mm -hmm. But that one's because I keep on adding to it and like refining <laughs> it because I did it originally for, um, they have like seasons in that game. So I did it for the season three characters, which was uh, Street Fighter. 
And then I did it for season four, which is Shovel Knight. And then I was kind of done with it. I was like, that's enough. But then they came right. out with uh, Blaze Blue like a year ago. And they just recently came out with whatever season six is. It's a game I haven't heard of as much, like Under Night something. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, with with that, I, I've now updated it. So it's all like the fighters, except the craziest ones are supported season three through six. So each of them has their own card. Each of them has their own rules. Each of them has like their own like unique things they do. That, that, that one's a lot. That's like my favorite one because I love that game so much. And I also, I play it with my son. And then like when he doesn't want to beat daddy or get beaten by me, then he'll play the solo <laughs> and I'll advise him on what to play. You know, so like that's a nice way to kind of like cooperatively uh, work together on it. Nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's it's definitely work. Uh, yeah, collateral damage. Um, I can try to paste in the link to Twitch when I get a chance. I made a geek list that has all the ones I've done. Oh, but then sweet. also if you go to the one-stop co-op shop, there's a a playlist with all the videos that connect to like my solo variants. Cause I do a video for everyone, but here, yeah. I'll, I'll let some of y'all talk. I'm talking too much and I'll, no, 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 it's no, all no. Good. We, I'm going to, uh, for those of you in chat, uh, you can do command. That's just the exclamation point followed by the word guest. And that'll give you the info on our guest, Mike, you can find him at the one stop co-op shop uh, on YouTube. And that'll have the links that you need to find those lists. Yeah, it was cool. I was actually uh, my geek list. I've never done this before. <laughs> it was number one on BGG for a while. It was like the number one geek list for like two or three days before the oh, algorithm really? viciously tore it back down. They were like, get in your place. <laughs> you aren't that special. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Um, um, well, in terms of, because like this is also really interesting to me because I know a lot of people who are big solo gamers, but I I don't dabble that much in solo variants. And so like, even even this list putting together, I was like, oof, I am not going to have too much to add, but I'm interested in like in, in seeing. And in terms of like your favorite solo variants, do you find they're ones that sort of replicate exactly what the experience is playing with others? Or do you find that they give a, a little more of a twist or like a thinky puzzle? Like what makes a good solo variant in your opinion? Like, Oh, cool. You got the link. Uh, yeah, it's it's entirely dependent on the game and the player. So, like, we have a Discord, the One Stop Co-op Shop Discord. It, it's linked mm-hmm. in all of our videos and podcasts, so you can find it pretty easily. Um, but there are some people in there. We've had this discussion a lot. Like, one uh, user, Snow, uh, she hates Automa. She hates, like, having to run somebody else and feeling like she's doing, like, the AI, you know? Yeah. And, and I get that. She wants ones where she doesn't mind if it's just beat your own score, she just wants to be able to play the game and not worry about somebody else. Um, I tend toward in both my Automa designs and solo variant designs, and also just like in my own playing, and you'll you'll see this on my list, <laughs> I tend toward uh, games that replicate the competitive experience because usually mm-hmm. they these are my favorite competitive games, and I don't want to be like, all right, so I'm playing Exceed, but instead it's how much damage can you do to a, a puppet? You know, like th- th- that's not interesting <laughs> right. to me. Like yeah, if, yeah. If, if a game like Wonderland War has these five unique factions and all these cool chips, and I want to see that variety, but I can't get it to the table competitively as much as I want. If, uh, you know, if, if Exceed has like literally 16 or more fighters in every season and they each play differently, I don't want to like never be able to play them unless I get like a dedicated group or unless that's the only game, like unless it becomes a lifestyle game for me. So yeah. I like... I like the real Automa, but it depends on the game. Like, I'll say games where what you're doing is interesting and exciting enough. I don't really care if it's a real Automa. Like, right. I, I played a fan variant for Quacks of Quedlinburg. I love Quacks of Quedlinburg. Mm-hmm. It's so and, good. And for me, a lot of the fun of that is just 
putting stuff in my bag, pulling stuff out <laughs> yeah. of my bag, deciding when to stop. Like, yeah, it's cool to see how the other people are doing it. Ooh, do I want to eke ahead of them to get like the die roll bonus or not? But really in the end, like you cut the other players out of that and that's still a fun experience, you know? Yeah. Whereas like, I don't know if I was playing like risk and it wasn't a bot that actually like attacked me. It was just like, take over the board as quickly as you can. How many turns can you conquer North America? It's like, great. Right. <laughs> Who gives a crud? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I think it, it varies greatly by the player, but I also think it's uh, like, what does the game have to offer? And is your turn engaging enough that you don't care as much about other people? Or do you kind of need that extra like oomph of the other player in some fashion to keep it alive? I don't know. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm like, yeah. I want to ask you this, uh, just to uh, back up just a little bit, um, hear about your history of getting those soul games. Because me personally, I got into the uh, modern board games seven years ago through the uh, game pandemic. And the only reason why I started soloing it is because when my wife Michelle and I played, she loved the theme, but she didn't really like the mechanisms. Mm -hmm. So I just started solo. I figured out, oh, I could play this by myself. All I need to do is the characters. And that's how I got into solo games. What about you? How did? Uh, what was the game that really like turned you on to like the solo experience? Well, so well, first of all, I'm I'm old, and uh, it sounds. Uh, how long have you been gaming, Chris? Like in the hobby gaming? Um, I got really into it kind of like 2011, so 12 years, <laughs> probably. Okay. Yeah, so I've been I've been doing board gaming and RPGing since like 1986, 1987. Nice. So it's been a minute, uh, mainly because my older <laughs> has like played D and D and played like the original like. Uh, World of Darkness, like Vampire the Masquerade, like role playing nice. games. So, Mike, like, you were old. there around the whole like Satanic Panic uh, era then. Oh yeah, 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 nice. a little bit. I mean, luckily okay. our parents were cool; they they didn't yeah, get into yeah. any of that kind of stuff. But yeah, <laughs> cool. I was playing with like the original like uh, Red Box, like first edition. I mean, not like Chainmail. I'm not that old, but <laughs> but <laughs> some of the older stuff and like AD and D and all of that. But so so for me, interestingly enough. I was doing solo gaming before it was solo gaming. And I think this is true of a lot of people in a similar situation to me in that I got into uh, big war games pretty early on, you know, things like um, this is getting more into the nineties, by the way. So it is not like in the eighties, but things like uh, hammer of the Scots, uh, which are these old uh, Columbia, the war game company would have these uh, block yeah. games with like a uh, fog of war where you like the blocks would be facing away from you. So you wouldn't know exactly which units they were and that kind of stuff. Really fun. And um, and then also I was uh, playing like Magic the Gathering and Legend of the Five Rings and Netrunner, getting really into like the CCG craze when that hit. So for all those things, I didn't always have somebody else to play with. So I would just two hand it, you know, which is to some people still like the main way of solo gaming. 
Yeah. And that continued into like more modern things. Like I used to two hand and play solo uh, combat commander mm-hmm. and like some of those other things. So when uh, it was still pandemic for me, because pandemic is kind of like the real like co-op solo, I think, awakening for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But when pandemic hit, I was like, oh, yeah, I can play this alone, but I don't have to fight myself. You know, like, that, was, right. yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that was the nice bonus. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I guess I've been solo gaming for like 30 years in a different way. But for me, it might have been pandemic, too. For, for a lot of people, it was pandemic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I see uh, collateral damage just said battle. I used to play Battletech. Yeah. And again, like nobody wanted to play Battletech with me. They were like, what? Action <laughs> points? What? A PPC? What the heck is that? You know, so I'd, I'd just be like, rrr, 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 and I'd just play my own characters. And, you know, and, and here's the secret of two-handed play. Anybody in the chat can back me up on this. You always pick which one is the real you. And you really want yeah. them to win. You might make, yeah. oh, whoops. Oh, look at that terrible <laughs> choice I made. M- Mike, too. What were you thinking? Oh, what a what an embarrassing uh, flub that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy <laughs> Nice. Battletech's still going strong, right? They just yep. had a yeah. big Kickstarter that raised like over five million dollars. Oh my gosh! Just like wow. a month ago or something. I and I, I heard, I've heard rumblings of a solo mode. I've not tried to design one myself, but let's go solo Battletech. I'll, I'll cover the heck yeah. out of that. <laughs> yeah, awesome, cool. Um, I think, I think my first solo experience was probably as a kid playing the Pokemon Trainer master like you, you know you went around you collected yep. all the pokemon yeah and then you got to the elite four and you battled them i would i would i two-handed that i had all my little pokemon it was my first minis game too because i had all my go. little pokemon figures nice. um and like adding them in yeah just just <laughs> wanting to play wanting to play a game right and not have other people to play it with so, so would you do the same thing like obviously the pikachu oh, side yeah. would win oh, yeah. you know and oh, oh those oh they were they were miles ahead of everybody the other ones have like coughing and you're like who cares about yeah. you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice 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 i love it uh mike thank yeah. you so much for sharing some of your history uh with soul gaming um we're gonna start getting to the heart of the show folks so if you haven't been here before what Let's we do, do is it. record uh, our top 12 this time for YouTube. And during this part of the show, we will not be interacting with chat. We're just going to hang out with each other, Mike, Chris, and I. And Richard, through the magic of video, he'll be joining us as well. Um, we'll still have the chat up, though, so we can see yes. your, your uh, brilliant comments. Yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll just callously ignore everything you have to say. Yes. And continue yeah, to Or chat we'll away. say them as if they're our own thoughts. That's <laughs> yes. what I'm going to do. We are we, totally I'm going to be like, you know what? I've, I've just thought of this. <laughs> and, and you can feed me. You can feed me so I seem like the most knowledgeable solo gamer <laughs> that's our goal chat let's go we're here to rip you off folks <laughs> so let me i get this going here the solo mode chat that's solo exactly variants. It. okay and while we're at it why don't we get a battle royale going um good luck to everybody y'all are gonna fight down there you the little avatars this is the best part of the show mike to tell you the truth this is yeah, right, right now they're gonna battle to the death the battle royale wins drop in. i mean i see a bomber like just yeah here we drop go in units let's go there's a war game mm-hmm. now this is my stuff yes exactly <laughs> <Good> luck, <laughs> it's a solo mode that the computer does the computer automates well that that, that uh, sounds they, like a zero player game chris i don't know if that's that quite the same like thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's Hearthstone Battlegrounds. I think that's, that's what right. that is. <laughs> or uh, what was the game that really made a, a big point? Uh, so you've been eaten. They were so like, we eaten. can play zero oh, players. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah they did. <laughs> it's like, great. I don't have to play your game. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. It can play itself, and I'll go do something else where I have some agency. Okay. Yeah, but see, you still um, need to be there. You still need to be like the you worker. Still need to be the right, yeah. <laughs> You're just doing the work so the game can have a good time. <laughs> right, exactly. We're down to our final two here. Um, got a bunch of med packs. 
Who is that? I can't read it. It is uh oh, Billy on skeletons. Oh it's it's scary straw hat versus oh. marshmallow skeleton. They yeah. have won the battle royale. Wow. It it, it is Andrew Scott. Are you Andrew kidding me? Scott. I feel like Andrew Scott wins a yeah. A, an unreasonable amount of time. I feel Agreed. like there's some nepotism. Yeah, I agree too. Here. Seriously. So, Andrew Scott, you have won. Congratulations. Spend <laughs> your uh, 100 gold wisely, friend. And uh, we're going to get ready to start the show here. So what we're going to do, um, again, we'll start the show. Uh, apparently, we're going to change things up a little differently this time. Uh, Richard will start with number 12. I'll go to 11. Chris is 10. And then Mike will be 9. Um, Mike, as we yeah. do this... You know, we'll we'll listen to first person. They'll say a, their spiel on the game for about a minute or so. Then we come in with comments. Um, pretty pretty straightforward. Nothing, nothing yeah, fancy. we just make a fun little uh, list. Henry, it's just Henry great. Audubon. We were just talking about you. Yeah, Cosmoctopus, baby, the Inky all Realm. All hail to the Inky Realm. All, all hail. That's right. Chris is respecting realm. the Inky Realm with his shirt. Yeah, I'm respecting the Inky Realm. I'm covered in it. There it right is. Now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, it's honestly getting all over my computer and it's, it's really, this, this is getting a little bit nasty. Now, down the line. <laughs> oh, by the way, also we have a sponsor today. It's our uh, friends from Perk Coffee. So, um, my Perk Coffee shirt, unfortunately was in the wash, so I did not bring it. Uh, but we will do, we'll start the show off with the sponsor intro and then, um, get right into it. And yes, Henry Great. says, keep it inky. Everybody agree. Keep it inky. Henry. Okay. Keep it inky, keep it stinky. Keep it inky oh, and no. stinky. Well, <laughs> what are you doing, Chris? Come on, Chris. <laughs> isn't that the isn't that on the box? Maybe I, it I, is. I, I maybe I saw a different box cover. I probably saw a different box cover. <laughs> uh let me uh fix a camera real quick before we go live here or before we start. One of my cameras started acting up. Come on, camera one. Uh, Moondoggy 2K, thanks for subbing with Prime as well. Yeah, stick it to Jeff Bezos. Yes. Get the prime subs. Is that how it works? Are you sticking it to him? Yeah, we're we're sticking it to him. Nice. He doesn't Five get any ink either. Time. We're right. taking we're it's taking fine. his ink. Take his yeah. money. Take okay. his ink. That camera is. We gotta good. stop saying ink. There's too much ink in here, Chris. <laughs> I don't know. I I think I've started, and now I don't know if I'll be able to stop. <laughs> I'm glad stop. there's gonna be this transition point though when we're <laughs> when we can stop vamping and we can go. Uh, because then maybe I'll um. Maybe I'll I'll be able to drop it as we switch because I know it's going to be a different section. Yeah. Oh, okay. by the way, I, I, I did know. remember this going back to like thirty minutes ago. I remember the game that I was trying to think of, like the Banana Republic uh, backstabby mm. game. Oh yeah. It's called uh, Junta. 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 Oh, okay. They might yeah, even yeah. still have like some editions of that popping around somewhere. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, there's a 1916 game, maybe. I don't know if it's the same game though. It looks about AED was involved. That's a Steve Jackson game. There you go. I know there isn't like GMT published the Junta or I don't know. Uh, I'm sure if GMT does, it's a different game. Let's see. Okay. That's that's not the edition I owned. Okay. (laughs) It's all AED. While we're here, I'm going to do a a check real quick on Richard's video. Hold on. Right now, folks, you're going to see this. Oh, actually, no, I can do this off camera, I believe. Nope. I can't. Perfect. You don't get to see it, chat. Now you've you just been because I tantalized can't do it with it. Hold on just a second. <laughs> oh, Let's you are going to get a little sneak preview. Yeah, here we go. Sneak preview just for checks. And let I us know if you can level. hear it as well. Okay, everybody, this is exciting. I'm going first on the list instead of last, which I guess is what happens when you have a special guest on. Boy, folks, wait till you see uh, some of the choices, especially Mike's. I can't wait to talk about them. But I'm going to kick us off. But not before. I just wanted to remind everyone. 
here to hear me. What a handsome man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. yeah. You just heard it, folks. Um, I'm going to have to adjust the uh, volume level on the fly as we go. So um, we're good. All right. We're good. Yeah, Let's get good. going with the list. Yes. The people uh, are waiting. Chris is ready, as always. He's always ready. I'm Mike, ready. how are you feeling? You good to go? Dude, I, I've been born for this. All right. Oh, I love be it. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, folks, again, thank you. Uh, stick around. And if anyone raises us, let them know what we're doing. We will hang out with y'all in chat after for a post show, do some QA and whatnot. Then we'll uh, be out of here. So, uh, Boondoggy, thank you for the sub. And we're going to get going here. Let me get this ready. Hey, everybody, this episode of the R&R&R Show is brought to you by Perk Coffee. And if you'd like to get 15% off your next order, head over to perk.rotto.com. Okay, let's get the show going. And welcome, friends. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Ruel. That's my buddy, Chris, co-host of the R&R&R Show. And today, for the first time ever, we've got mm -hmm. an outsider. We've got a friend that's not part of the channel. <laughs> Do you like that introduction? No, Mike, uh, you're an outsider. Wait, is, that outsider. is that true? I'm, I'm, I'm also first, an outsider. <laughs> I'm the first, like, rando you've just dragged off the street. Yes. You're like, ah, we don't yes. have anybody else. Get in here. Come on in here. <laughs> Folks, this is Mike from the one-stop co-op shop, a fantastic YouTube channel, and you can find out all about it by watching the extended version of this show. Mm -hmm. Because in right before we um, recorded this video, we did this live on Twitch, and we got all kinds of great info on Mike and talked about a yeah. bunch of games as well. So be sure to click that link below for more information. And before we get things started here, I do want to shout out our sponsor, Perk Coffee. I forgot to wear my shirt because it's in the wash right now. But I did have a delicious cup of Perk Coffee. To well, get I, going today. I, I had some Perk Coffee. There it is. I can't oh. share the label, but here we go. <laughs> I, so I just good. finished it all. It was so delicious. It was perky. No, really. also, so I would yeah, describe it. I, I yep. filled this to the brim with, with perk. perk coffee. I I don't really drink coffee, and then I started with Perk, and you know what? I can't stop. I cannot stop, but I need professional help because it's just my favorite coffee in the world. Yeah, you know, and I had I had arthritis. I had psoriasis. Yeah. Perk coffee immediately gone. <laughs> it, it will wow. cure what ails you. Nice. And again, That's these opinions do not reflect the opinions of the Ronald Run 2 channel. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Chris. Um, real quick, before we get to the list, we're talking about the top 12 solo variants. So these are games that are either um, have solo variants built into them or have um, been fan-made, publisher-made, doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Um, Mike, you're the expert on this. How long did it take you to come up with this list, uh, briefly? And... Um, were there any surprises that you know on your list that you didn't think would make it as high as they would? The the toughest thing for me is the variant part mm -hmm. because I've done like a lot of lists that are best solo games or best mm -hmm. like co-op and solo games, but a lot of those I wouldn't really say fit the definition of variant. Mm -hmm. You know, like Spirit Island, I love that solo, but it's only solo co-op. You know, like it's always yep. the same <laughs> thing. So that was probably the toughest part. Um, and then besides that, there's just like still so many, I'm very happy with the three that kind of, like I sent in a bunch and the three that got selected. I'm okay. I'm happy to talk about all of them. I love all of them. Awesome. Uh, some of them are a little bit older, some a little bit newer, but yeah, uh, okay. it, it, that was the toughest for me. Okay, cool. We're looking forward to it. So folks, we're compiling this list together. There's four of us, uh, Chris, Mike, myself, yeah. and Richard, who's going to kick things off with our number 12 on the list, uh, for solo game, top 12 solo variants. 
Okay, everybody, this is exciting. I'm going first on the list instead of last, which I guess is what happens when you have a special guest on. Boy, folks, wait till you see uh, some of the choices, especially Mike's. I can't wait to talk about them. But I'm going to kick us off. But not before. I just wanted to remind everybody that this is not my first go-round when it comes to talking about solo games. A few years ago, I did a top 10 solo games with Maggie from the wonderful channel Thinker Themer. And I got to say, those choices still stand. But I didn't want to just repeat the list I've done, which, by the way, you can get to it by following the links down in the show notes. So, I am talking about some more solo experiences I've had since filming that that I think really would push their way into my top ten easily. And uh, without any further ado, let's get going talking about those with number twelve on our combined list, Libertalia, The Winds of Galecrest. Now, I am the world's biggest fan of Morton Monrad Peterson and the Otama Factory. I think they do such amazing work. I mean, their whole goal is to bring solo gameplay into existing multiplayer games and always find beautiful, excuse me, elegant, uh, fast-playing, and yet rich and deep ways to emulate the feel of other human opponents with just a deck of cards. And they've done it again. And honestly, i got to assume this must have been one of their toughest challenges to date. Because Libertalia, in case you don't know it, is a pirate simulation where everybody's uh, got the same set of cards and they're trying to outthink each other and outmaneuver each other to get access to the most booty, the most uh, spoils from our pirate raids. And the multiplayer game is so full of doublethink and mind games and trying to anticipate what are my opponents going to do? I know what cards they have, but when are they going to play them? And is this the right time for me to make my move? And how is that going to happen with an automated deck of cards making decisions? Um, you know, isn't it just going to be random, but oh my goodness, this system is so smart. First of all, because it emulates a three-player game instead of a two-player game, which I love because I pretty much only play games solo or two-player with my wife, Jen, so I very rarely get the sense of a multiplayer game. And the fact that each of your two automated opponents function in a different way, one very simple and straightforward, just to kind of uh, clog up the board, and one um, where you can make guesses as to what they're going to do, but they can surprise you just like a human player does um, with every round trying to decide what card I'm going to play and then what cards they're going to play. It is just amazing. How amazing? Well, here's the deal. Libertalia, in the end, was probably a little bit too cutthroat for my wife and I to keep uh, because we tend to be more Care Bear. And there are some definite you know, nasty moves you can make to uh, outflank your opponents here. The solo was so good uh, here, just so absolutely fantastic, I almost kept the game in my collection anyway, solely to enjoy it as a solo game. And to me, that speaks volumes for what an amazing job they did coming up with the solo variant for number 12 on the list, Libertalia, The Winds of Galecrest. Okay, guys, what do you got? So... Uh, Richard is apparently the number one fan of um, the Automa deck. I'll be 1A because I love Automa um, decks. (laughs) I I just think it's, for me, the solo experience is all about keeping it streamlined 
And um, I want to be able to play a game quickly and just, you know, knock out the time that I have to play a solo game. I want to be able to not have to consult like 20 different charts, roll a bunch <laughs> of dice. Just give me a card. Tell me what to do and try to solve the, the problem. And I do like what he mentioned about how it can be, it um, emulates a three player game rather than two. You know, it adds a little more, um, gives you a little more, a few more decisions to make and whatnot. But I'm really curious to hear what uh, Chris and Mike have to say. Uh, Chris, have you played Libertalia, and have you played it solo? I uh, certainly haven't played it solo, and you know what? I haven't played it in regular either. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I have read through the rule book. It, it was one that I was looking at recently. Yeah. Uh, I I really like the concept of the variability in there with the number of cards, and I love games where you know the information, and it becomes that headspace game between your opponent, right? Yes. Like that's that's the thing that I am. The, I, I really enjoy in games, and so Libertalia would, like piqued my interest quite a bit. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see that being a uh, a point that you can still have a bit of that that guessing game, which I would never be able to conceptualize would would appear in a solo variant uh, of mm-hmm. of this this sort of style. I definitely saw, I saw you kind of shaking your nodding your head as uh, as Richard was saying saying it off camera. Hey, Mike. Yeah, so I yeah. No, you've, I... you've, you've you're familiar. Yeah, I did a playthrough of the solo mode. I, I cover pretty much all the Stonemeyer ones. I did a yeah. review of the solo mode. I'll pretty much echo everything Richard said. Um, what's interesting is I think Libertalia is pretty rough with two players, so I'm not uh, surprised that he called it. Like, I think right. I, I played it with three plus, and it was great. Yep. I played it solo. It was great. Two player, they also have a variant to sort of like do a third player, and that doesn't work very well. Interestingly enough, like the solo works hmm. great. Yeah. The two player, like my son and I did not <laughs> enjoy it. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's good. I, I think the Automa Factory is great in general. I like Morton and his team's work. I just did, um, what's the latest one? Expeditions. I just mm-hmm. did uh, videos for Expeditions. And that one's one of my favorites that they've done. That is so, like what you were just talking about, Ruel, uh, that is so smooth. Yeah. So quick to play. Does everything. And, and again, they've been playing around with like these extra players. And I really think it's cool because mm-hmm. in Expeditions, they have two different mechs kind of moving around and messing with things. It's still only kind of like one player you're playing against score-wise. Yeah. Right. And then you had a similar thing, I think, with Between Two Castles. You had a yeah. similar thing. Uh, did they have Libertalia. that in Tapestry as well? Was, did, was Tapestry yeah, that's right. And Tapestry okay. had like a fake player a fake and player a full the, like opponent. Yeah. 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 So I, like I, think that. That, I think they're doing awesome stuff. And I, I think it's a great inclusion on the list. Libertalia is really good. Awesome. Nice. Cool. All yeah. right. So way to kick it off, Richard. Uh, let's move on to our number 11, which is going to be me. Uh, this game I absolutely adore. This is one of my favorite games of all time, and I'm not going to bury the lead here. It is, let's get up on the screen here, number 11 Twilight on our combined Crew. list, Baseball Highlights 2045. Oh, yeah. I love this game. So I'm a baseball fan, folks, and uh, you can see me playing it here solo on my channel, Tabletop t- Tonight. Um, I'm a baseball fan, but I'm also a deck-building fan, and this game combines them both in like the most beautiful way ever. It's really simple. Uh, you're basically just drawing 15 random cards, and that's going to be who you're playing against. And if you know the game, those 15 free agents, those are the stronger players. So you're going to start with your basic deck, and you're going to have to uh, immediately, like really quickly, ramp up your deck in order to compete. Because this free agent deck is going to crush you the first first game, second game, maybe even the third game. Because I've had games where I've gotten... So you're playing a World Series. You have to best be best uh, seven. And it's like really close. They're sweeping me after four. I, I've gotten real close to you know them winning three games. Then I have to build up really quickly and try to win four out of the next four. Uh, but it's so good. Um, as you you know you play your cards, it's it's awesome because you take six cards 
that's one game of baseball. And I love how they've distilled that down. It really does feel like the highlights of a baseball game. And then after you've uh, played the game, uh, the mini game, you're going to take the cards that you've played, uh, add up the currency, and then bring in free agents. And of course, you're going to replace those basic cards, who those are your veterans and um, rookies. You take those out of the game, trashing, right, in Dominion style. But those actually, they call it, uh, theme-wise, sending them down to the miners. So your deck gets built up, and oh... Gosh, it, it's such a... I, I love this game at two. They say you can play it up to four, but I don't see why you should. It's just 1v1, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, it's definitely 1v1. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And then, But then with the solo variant, I can play this any time of the day, any time of the night. And uh, they actually do have variants uh, on BGG where you can do, like, a full campaign, like a, a hardcore, like, you know, season. I have not done that yet, but I will, um, especially if the Dodgers keep losing, like, the way they're losing right now. I may have to go... To my fantasy Dodgers uh, in the, the in my head and see if they do better, but that's why it's our number eleven. A wonderful game called Baseball Highlights twenty forty five. Yeah, I know Thoughts? you love that game. You've talked about it in previous lists too because mm-hmm. it's, you're just such a fan, eh? Yeah, a huge fan. Yeah, and I, I love that one too, and especially like I, I'm a big deck building fan too, and I love games like that one where you add cards as you call them. So you keep like this lean deck. You don't have to worry about like, you know, like I love the Star Wars deck builder. But by the end of that, my deck is like 50 cards and yeah. I might see Darth Vader and I might not. You right. know what I mean? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> but baseball highlights keeps it lean. And in a way, I think the solo is almost more fun because of exactly what you said. That underdog feeling. It is so cool yeah. to see you going from getting your butt kicked to finally be like, yeah, I got Babe Ruth now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like just crushing it. <laughs> so, totally. Totally. yeah, that, that's an awesome one. I really enjoy that. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's move. That's our number 11. Let's go on to number 10. I believe, Chris, you have our number 10 today. That's me. Okay. Um, yeah, this was an interesting list for me to put together because I'm really not a solo player. Like, my familiarity with solo games is very, very minimal, like I was kind of saying a bit in the pre-show as well. Uh, and so that's why I'm I'm kind of excited to be here. And and it's something I'm, I'm interested in, in getting into more and more. And so this list gave me an opportunity to think about the games and the styles of games of what I would want to bring to the table uh, solo. Honestly, something, uh, uh, honorable shout out, this isn't on the list, but honorable shout out goes to Attack on Titan, the deck building game, because mm-hmm. just talking about deck building, that's uh, that's one that I that I own and would play solo, but I, I, I it, it wasn't enough of like a variant to me. I mean, even though my my number, our number two is going to be just like a solo mode that I like to play. And it's just because I like to play that game the most. It's solo, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> is Attack that's on my Titan, cheat. Is that a and I don't game? care. Is Attack on Titan? Uh, yeah, Attack on Titan. The okay. deck building game is cooperative. Yeah, Got yeah. It. Okay. So it's I pretty saw, simple. I like, still haven't played that, which is embarrassing because I'm a huge anime fan and I like Attack on Titan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it is. If you like Attack on Titan, it is so good. It's my number two right. game of all time. Well, it, I, I hold love. on. I'm going to write it on a list somewhere. And yeah. Copy. But, <laughs> nice. but continue. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we, we won't talk about Anyway, that's Attack on Titan's honorable shout out. Um, my actual one, uh, this is Le Havre. Uh, and so I was looking up a bunch in preparation for this list. I was looking up a bunch of solo. Like I said, OK, w- what has solo variants that I haven't tried? And, and, and what games do I love? And I really legitimately love Le Havre. I found this solo variant specifically for this list. Uh, I found it on a BGG thread um, by 2009 solo play, or I, I think I had it up too. I was looking at it just recently. I have it on the other screen. Uh, but it, it it's a really interesting uh, concept for adapting Le Havre to be a solo, a, a solo game. And the reason I really like Le Havre is sort of the... 
economy of actions. It's by Uwe Rosenberg. You're going down this canal, and every time you move a space, more resources get added to common pools, and you can take those resources, but you're also fighting the other players around the table for, do I take these these resources? Is it going to build up too much for somebody else to take them? Uh, do I invest in building buildings? And so it's all about like balancing those resources and balancing those uh, that currency that you you need all of it and you don't want to spend it in different spots. Uh, what, what's really cool about this one, this solo variant, is it's kind of like a beat your score style thing, which I think I'm also of the uh, Atoma or Automa or whatever, however you pronounce it. I think I'm of that mind too. Like mm-hmm. I think in the solo, experience, I want to replicate fight fighting against somebody. But I, I, I just thought this one was like really elegant. And every time you move along the along the uh the pathway and you're supposed to add resources you get a choice if you are taking resources then you get to add all of the resources to to the pool and that's fine but if you're using your resources to build a building then you you don't get to add all the resources to the pool you get to add like half of them right there's usually two resources that, that get added and so the pools sort of slowly dwindle the more you're starting to build your buildings which i think is really cool there's also three like lines of buildings in Lahav. And there's this one character that you're implementing here, which just provides a penalty of where you build. So if if you're building in where the harbor master is, you have to pay additional resources, right? And then wherever you build from, the harbor master goes to next. So it's all about kind of optimizing and efficiently optimizing how you're going to construct these things. And then in addition, the town keeps building buildings. Usually the town only builds like one building every like four rounds or something in the half, but every round the town will build another building. The town will build another building. And that's important because the you get points for building the buildings, right? And so you're trying to determine which buildings the town is going to build and which buildings you're going to build. And then using the town's action costs you more resources. And so it's this, this whole snowball of how how do you manage your own resources? I thought it was like a really, really slick, elegant uh, solo variant. So that's why I wanted to throw it in there as our number 10. Nice choice. Uh, Mike, any thoughts on Le Havre or Le Havre? I've only played it uh, competitively. I'll say, say, uh, say for all the types of games I do play, like heavier Euros tend to be my biggest blind spot. I play some, but definitely like don't seek them out as much just because I'm playing with my kids and my wife most often. That's why co-op tends to be very (laughs) popular at my house. It's like, if I was like, Hey, my 10 year old, uh, Harbors, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think that's it too. I I was just going to say what Chris uh, said, how, you know, how streamlined and elegant it is. I think there's something to be said for that, right? Especially in a heavier game like this, you know, you're already crunching numbers and doing all the heavy work in your brain. I don't want to have to, you know, do that for a, an AI as well. You know, I want it to be as streamlined as possible. So, yeah. I think that's why I'd be okay with the beat your point style in, yep. in this. And then also, because it is the heavier Euro, I think that's why I got excited about the solo variant. And my next one, too, is also going to be in that sort of chunkier Euro variety. And it's literally, I mean, I'll talk about it when we get to it, but it's yeah. for a similar reason of like, I want to spend more time with these games and I can't always convince somebody to like spend three hours playing the long game of La Have, right? And right. now being able to experience that and just have my own fun uh, in, a, in an effective way, that's that's what gets me excited. Nice. All right. Great, great call. call, Chris. Uh, uh, let's move on to our special guest. Mike, you've got our number nine today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to stop calling me special guest, man. I'm going to fold myself. It's better than outsider. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, fair. 
So my number nine, um, I do love a lot of uh, war games and historical games with solo modes. Like I really, I thought about maybe putting a uh, a coin game, counterinsurgency game from GMT maybe in here. But I went with one um, that's from one of my favorite designers, one of my favorite YouTube channels, uh, solo designed by Ricky Royal. That's PAX Premier 2nd Edition. So this nice. is from uh, World of Gig Games, uh, Cole World, the designer. And this is a... Uh, just a lovely solo. I mean, so first of all, it, it really does go with the same thing you were saying with Lahav. It's it's a tough game to teach. Um, <laughs> in that, so if you haven't seen Pax Pamir, you're kind of you're supposed to be like tribal leaders trying to curry favor in uh, Afghanistan, and <laughs> you have these units on the board, but they're not really you. Like you might be friends with the Russians. You might be friends with the uh, Afghani leaders. You might be friends with the British, but then suddenly like somebody else might become better friends and steal all the victory points from you. And it's a really tough one. Like I've taught it to competitive groups. I've taught it to like heavier gamer groups, but it, it often falls flat because it's the kind of game you really got to invest. I don't mm-hmm. know, four or five or six plays in and Ricky Royal solo. First of all, it's not that complicated. Um, it has like one card, like you gotta, you know, you gotta check the rules and kind of remind yourself, but it has like one card that kind of handles all the rules once you're going. It's, it's very, uh, streamlined to play. It focuses on your own actions. It doesn't take anything out of the game. So you can still have like, there's tons of cards in this game. Like Pax Mirror has tons of variety in the powers and things that show up. You can go different strategies and it like meaningfully adjusts to you. You got to adjust to them. So for a game that I don't think I would ever get to my table, this is like staying in my collection. I'm considering it like one of the games I might never part with because of Ricky's uh, solo variant. And I just want to give a quick shout out. Uh, this game didn't work as well for me. His most recent one, John Company, second edition. Also Ricky doing the solo mode. Also Cole doing the uh, main design. He made a super competitive negotiation game work beautifully for solo. It's a wow. lot, though. Wow. You know, Pax Premier, you can, like, have one card and you're good to go. You have to be literally flipping through, like, a 15-page, like, separate solo rule book every turn to make uh, John Company work. <laughs> so I didn't hang on to that one. Yeah. But just, like, the, the the chops of Ricky to be like, you know what? Negotiation? Eh, I could do that. You know, he just <laughs> found, like, this genius way to do it. So Pax Premier, second edition, and Ricky Royal in general uh, doing awesome stuff for solo variants. Nice, nice call. Nice. Yes, yeah, this is a game that I've been dying to play. Uh, my one of my close gaming buddies has been raving about it for a while now, and I haven't gotten it to the table. But now that I know that Ricky Rose got um, a solo edition or a solo variant, I'm probably going to pick it up now uh, based on this because I know this is something my wife Michelle wouldn't want to play. But if I can play it solo, it's definitely something that sounds like my jam. Um, so yeah, thanks for that, Mike. Yeah, and to be clear, it is in the box. Like, you don't have to get anything extra. It's the Wakan rules. It's in the rule book. You have the cards right there. Like, it's ready to go. Ricky has playthroughs on the channel to walk through, and I have a playthrough. Like, there's lots of places to learn how to do it if it's, you know, it's tough to grok at first. Awesome. Nice. All right. Uh, Let's see what Richard's got for us for number eight. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm just going to take a look back at those three entries before I go on to uh, number eight. And uh, yeah, baseball highlights, real. Was there any doubt this wouldn't make your list? I think it's a great choice. Wonderful deck building. Works so well. I've actually played it as a solo game. It's the only way I've played baseball highlights. I did it at a convention years ago, and I was very impressed by it. And Chris, I got to say, Lahav is an interesting choice, to say the least. And while I don't think it's Uwe Rosenberg's best, uh, you know, you know, implementation of solo into his standard worker placement fair. I just got to say, I love the fact that it's on the list regardless because I just want to give props to Uwe Rosenberg because he has been so ahead of the curve for so long, all of his old classics. He was always working solo opportunities into it long before it was the cool thing to do like it is now in modern board gaming. And uh, yeah, I've never tried it solo, but I've always heard that Lahav makes for a great fun puzzly solo experience. And then Mike... All right, here's the deal. I was unaware that Pax Premier, uh, you know, second edition had a solo mode, and I was certainly unaware that it was designed by Ricky Royal, Richard Wilkins. Oh my gosh, that gets me so incredibly excited uh, because one, R- Ricky has a phenomenal channel. He is a superstar. I played other designs of his in the past, and uh, while I never really considered playing Pax Premier, ultimately Shay ended up covering it here on the Rado channel. Had I known that there was such a rock-solid solo mode, I would have been all over it. And I definitely want to play this. Basically, of everything we are talking about today, uh, Pax Premier 2nd Edition is the one I most desperately want to try solo that I have not already done before. Wow, that was a really, really great one. I am glad you're here, Mike. And I'm, I'm glad you're here, Ruel and Chris, too. But anyway... All that out of the way, let's move on to number eight on the list, Founders of Teotihuacan. And, uh, you know, this actually just missed making my top 10 games of 2022. I think it came in at like number 13 because uh, it's such a phenomenal polyomino tile air that does so many interesting things. The way it handles interaction in worker placement, the way it does tiling where you want to pack things in tight to be efficient for space, but you also want to leave things wide open so you have a lot of different options. The core gameplay is a multiplayer player game is phenomenal. One of the best. But then they go above and beyond with another example of a solo mode that replicates two functioning opponents. And again, I absolutely love that. Now, the the system for doing it with, uh, basically, I can see what all the priorities are of my other two opponents, but I don't know necessarily which opponent is going to, you know, strike from turn to turn. That's all nicely done. But what really puts this on the list as a solo experience isn't the way they handle the worker placement. It's the fact that, if anything, 
arguably, Founders of Teotihuacan is a better solo game than a multiplayer game because they added this whole extra system of objectives. This is not a game where it's just all about trying to beat your previous high score, which is so often the case. When you set up to play, you uh, there's like the, the rulebook comes with this big chart of uh, I forget, you know, over a dozen different specific things I have to do, objectives I have to complete to be able to consider the game one in solo. And every time you play, you roll a die three times and choose, uh, okay, wow, this game, I've got to do this one and that one and the other one. I've got to get all this stuff done in the very limited time I've got. And um, I love that. I would love to see those challenges brought into the multiplayer game because they really enrich the game and take it to another level. So honestly, I'm kind of jealous of solo players that they almost get a better uh, implementation of one of my top 10 games, or no, again, top 13 games of 2022. It's number eight on our list today, Founders of Teotihuacan. I loved Founders of Teotihuacan. That was actually one of my top five games of 2022. It was fantastic. Uh, Richard, you know, uh, gave the little description there. I would just say, I think I've only played the solo once um, because thankfully, Michelle, my wife, uh, she loved the game too. So we got to play two players. But nice. I love that whole, you know, adding the objectives uh, to the game. I think it, it, I agree with Richard, it enriches it. But Oh my gosh, what a fantastic game. And I'm going to have to dig deeper into that solo mode. Yeah, I, I have not played this one either. Mm -hmm. um, although I do like uh, Polyamino, so I'd like to give it a try. It looked really good from what Richard was talking about. I do have to say, though, I feel like my uh, my choice for the first round definitely won, right? <laughs> that, that was the winning choice. Nice. Y'all are cool. Not quite as cool as me, but you're fine. Oh, yeah. I will never win. Let, let me be clear. <laughs> Mostly the, these shows are uh, me putting forward, bearing my heart and soul, and then Richard saying, Chris, no, no, that's not good. So, I mean, hey, that's the best that's the best review i've ever gotten yeah. um both you know on stage and in this show so i'll take it uh <laughs> and also you know what uh richard was right i had forgotten this but besides like pandemic i played the heck out of agricola's solo mode mm -hmm. and yeah uva really was trend setting and like way ahead yeah. of the curve being like hey you know what solo mode baby why not like everyone else was like what what are you talking about <laughs> Yeah, yeah, way ahead of his time. Nice. Okay, so let's move on to our number seven. That's going to be back to me. Uh, I picked a game that um, I really enjoyed multiplayer, and this one didn't become a solo game until the pandemic. Um, it is our number seven combined list here, Santa Monica. So mm -hmm. during the pandemic, um, designer Josh Wood decided, hey, I'm going to create this uh, solo game during the pandemic. I'm just going to take, you know, people had asked for it. And he came up with the rules, and now it's a thing. It's like an official thing. It's part of the new uh, editions of Santa Monica. You have the solo game. Um, it's a really simple implementation. All you need is a, a, six, a D6, and you roll and then consult a little, a very small chart. And it's basically blocking you from doing certain things. Santa Monica is a wonderful tableau builder. And Josh Wood is doing a lot of cool things with tableau builders these days folks if you haven't already check out uh in the show notes for a link to our let's go to japan uh run through he also did that another tableau builder a lot more robust and complex than santa monica but what santa monica does it really captures the vibe and the feel of southern california i'm a native southern californian and we don't always go to the beach every day but when we do it's 99 percent of the time gonna be like this 
real chill, just a real chill vibe. You're going to walk down the boardwalk, see the sights, and eventually you want people to go where they want to go. So, you know, you want to bring your tourists to the boardwalk. You want to bring, uh, you know, your locals to the their shops and whatnot. And uh, in the game, you're just drafting cards in your tableau. I think it's eventually going to make 13 columns or rows. And uh, at the end, it's really neat. You're going to um, try to walk those people uh, well, during the game, you're trying to walk them to their certain spots that they want to score points. But the end of the game, I think you get one last chance to move them a certain number of spots. Um, so it's got a little spatial element to it. I feel like this game sort of flew under people's radars when it came out. I mean, it's a really solid game, but I mean, it came out in the year. There's a bunch of other things that were just bigger hits. But I think, folks, if you're looking for like something that's been a little overlooked, Check out Santa Monica and be sure to check out this solo mode because it's very, you know, we've used the word elegant a couple times. It's super elegant. Roll a die, pick the action, and it's going to block you there, and then you continue playing the game. There's no change in gameplay from your point, so it really does feel like a multiplayer game where, well, a two-player game at least, where that other player is always sticking it to you by taking what you want. So that's why it's our number seven, Santa Monica. Nice. Yeah, this... Yeah. Oh, sorry, you go first. No, no, go for it. I was just going to say, I love the art in it. it it's just so charming. That's what I'll, that's all I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Well, Super, well now yeah. along with what? Attack on Titan, I've written this one down because um, Jeremy Howard from Empress of Meeple. Do you guys know Jeremy? Oh, yeah. Jeremy's yeah. great. Yeah, so I love Jeremy. And he he told me about this game when it first came out. He's like, oh, Santa Monica is so great. You got to play it. And I was like, solo mode? And he's like, nah. I'm like, all right, never mind. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I, I got to do so many games for the channel. I don't really have time for competitive games only. Yeah. But yeah, I always thought it looked cool. And I had no idea that they had gone and like made uh, a solo mode for it after the fact. Yeah, it was really excited about it again. Yeah, yeah it was really awesome. cool because I remember during the pandemic, you know, like everyone, we're all just sort of sitting at home. I'm follow. I'm literally following the thread in BGG. And it's like Josh, like he posts, "Hey, check out the solo mode I made for Santa Monica," and all those of these comments. <laughs> they're like, "This should be a real thing," you know. He's like, "Oh, okay." So he revises it, revises it. Then one day, it's like, "Oh, by the way, here's the file on BGG. It's an official thing now." And then there it is. So yeah, it's really it was really cool to see the development of uh, the solo mode. Yeah, cool. I love that. Okay, let's move on to number six. Chris, you've got it, my friend. That's me. Yeah, so this one is another long Euro, and that's kind of the reason why I'm interested in it at all solo. And, and, and also because I feel the pressure when playing with other people um, to, to take my turn quickly, and I don't want to. I want to take my time, and I want to look at all the cards, and I want to find my optimal move. And I feel like this is one of those games where I can't with if my you know competitors are playing quickly and are saying, okay, let's not make this a four-hour game, which very well could be. Um, this is super popular Arc Nova. Uh, and I played this the other day uh, in, in preparation, again, for this list to make sure that it, it, could, it could be on this list, right? Um, and, and it's so simple. It's such a simple uh, implementation. You have a certain number of turns before the AI will break for you, will, will cause the break to happen. And then they'll move one of their cubes and block a spot which could have gotten you points, but you were too slow. And you need to now be quicker so that... You, when they keep on blocking you, uh, it you know they they don't run out of cubes and you can get in on those on those spots. And I, I just think it's it's a really great way of having sort of a timer on your game and then giving you the availability to play and experience all that Arc Nova has to offer. All different combos, none of the base game changes, right? Because Arc Nova is basically a solo game anyway. The only real thing that you're competing over is maybe somebody will snap a card that you want from the row and maybe somebody will, you know, take those 
um, association actions, the, the second side of the association action where you pay and you get points, right? I can't really think of anything else in which I, I compete over that's, oh, the, and the break, right? And and balancing the break of when the the your new income is triggered. And for me, it's a solo variant. It's a variant that gives you all of that and just allows you to play the game. And for, and I think it's great if you've played Ark Nova and you're like, oh, it's fun. But like, if you're like me, I'm like, I just want to, the first game of Ark Nova that I played, I did not know what anybody else was doing whatsoever the entire time. Like not even, it would come around and be like, all right, I'm playing my card. And then they'd go around and be like, oh, and you played the Austria. Oh, no, okay, it's my turn again, right? It's just, it's just horrible. I don't, I don't like playing. I'm the type of guy who likes everybody to talk out their move because I'm excited for whatever they're doing and I want to learn what they're doing. And so with this, it lets me just kind of play the game at a, at a lower pace not worry about that timing and still enjoy all that Ark Nova has to offer. And you can even play it on board game arena solo. If you, if you have it on board game arena, if you've got that thing, you can play it as solo on board game arena. And that's exactly what I did. I let the computer set it all up. And then I just like played my solo variant. I was like, yeah, that was fun. Did I need to wait for other people to make their turns? No, I didn't. I, I got this done quicker. I had the same experience and I can now have more time to do something else. So yeah, just across the board, really enjoyed that as a solo variant and appreciated its inclusion. Yeah, a great, great call, Chris. I, you know, it reminds me of like when I was learning Terraforming Mars, you know, the first time I'd played with players who had played before and I'm just like, wait a second, can I read like half these cards first before you all make your moves? And I think yeah, that's something yeah. you said <laughs> for having, you know, then when I really learned Terraforming Mars, it was when I was able to solo it, right? I was able to just take my time, you know, look mm-hmm. at all the cards and try to figure out how they're going to synergize and then play my turn. And I think it's, it's almost the same situation as Ark Nova, right? I mean, people have called, yeah. you know, Ark Nova the Terraform Mars killer. But, you know, there's some a lot of similarities to it where it's going to take you a while that first game. Like, you know, I played my first game was a three player game and I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. I need uh, I need some extra time here, folks. And I don't like to take up people's time like that. It's like I want the game to move on and, uh, you know, flow smoothly. So I think a solo variant comes in handy in these type of things to learn the game because you're learning the game anyways. So why not do it solo and uh, be ready for that multiplayer experience? So great choice, Chris. I love it. I have, I have, am I using my mute button correctly? Are you hearing me? Yeah, you're good. Tell my kids to be quiet. Yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah. My, my children just got him, so they're 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 tears of the kingdoming it up, and we'll see. How ah, nice, nice. Yeah. So this one, uh, this this is one of those like casualties of being on a team. Uh, Colin from the channel played Ark Nova on the channel first, and once he does, suddenly right. my entire impetus to play it like goes down dramatically. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But I've heard great <laughs> things, and I know. Um, a lot of people swear by now this would this would take away some of the fluidity and like kind of the simplicity of what you're talking about, but a lot of people swear by the uh I think it's Arno, A-R-N-O mm-hmm. of fan-made variant that kind of like yep. I think keeps more of like the competitive kind of mechanics in the game. Yeah. By the way, I, I do hope to play this someday. I am on BGA, so maybe I'll maybe I'll do that. That sounds like a good thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And honestly, it's one of the best BGA implementations of a game I've seen. There it's we go. Like, it's really slick. It's, Gonna it's make it really happen slick. this summer. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Cool. So uh, let's move on to our number five, uh, Mike. It's all yours. Yeah, I I feel a little bad for this one because it's such a new game. But whatever, I played it a ton already. This is Heat. <laughs> Pedal to the metal. Let's go. I don't think you should feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, full disclosure, I am a racing fan from way back. 
I used to play Formula D and Formula Du before it was D. Um, I played like Snowtails. Um, I never loved Flamme Rouge that much, which I know is with the same designer team, but I never liked that one that much. And then uh, Rallyman and Rallyman GT. I, I went all in on the Rallyman Dirt campaign. That Did you never... get the Rallyman cars, the metal cars? Well, no, no. Well, hold on, Chris. You might not know, but oh, Rallyman Dirt no. never delivered because the company uh, went bankrupt. And, oh. like All the copies are... Stuck in Canada, maybe there's like a vague chance. Maybe we'll get something someday. Whatever. But I'm you know up what here. You let me know, and I'll 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 break into the warehouse. For there you <laughs> go. There you go. But yeah. So either way, may, maybe this would have been Rallyman spot, but not anymore. Now it's Heat spot. <laughs> but yeah. So you know, I I I, I said I like uh, opposing uh, racing. Uh, we're not just racing, but any kind of hotel that like kind of replicates a player. And the cool thing with Heat is how they've done it. They replicate a real enemy. But it's five cars at once if you want it to be. And it takes like 10 seconds to do like the turn of five cars. It's ridiculous how quickly they go. Because I love Rallyman, uh, both the, the time trial mode, but that's not as exciting because then you're not racing other cars. And I love the like semi-official Dr. Worm uh, fan variant that I think became like official kind of, where it has like uh, NPC cards, like uh, AI cards going. But... Man, uh, Heat is just so much smoother than that. And, and it's also great to, like, fill out a competitive game. Like, my son and I will play, and we'll throw in three or four AI cards just to, like, give that full feel, give enough people that you can slipstream on. Yeah, so all you do is you flip a card, and it has the numbers, and it tells you how far to move them. And if, like, they're near a corner, it tells you how they handle the corner. It's so ridiculously clever. It's cool. so simple. It's got, like, some similarities to what Flamme Rouge did, which was, like, a solo expansion. But here it's out the gates. It's in the base game. It is lovely. If you like racing, I think Heat, first of all, is excellent. I know it's like taking the world by storm and it's like really hard to find the copies. I hope they get more printed soon. But yeah, I think the solo mode is like one of my favorite things about it. And and it lets you use basically everything. It doesn't play entirely nice with all the modules. Like you can uh, kind of build your own car and like add cards. And that kind of makes you better than the AI in a way. But, you know, whatever. It's still fun. So, yeah, I love Heat. I love the solo mode for it. Best racing solo variant I've seen. There aren't that many out there, but it's the best one. So uh, <laughs> very happy that this exists and have been having a blast with this one for a while now. Yeah, I nice. 100% agree, uh, Mike. This one, uh, we did. I actually did the run through here for the Rotto uh, channel. Uh, folks, you could uh, check out um, the links below to find that. And just incorporating that it, i mean it's literally just a small deck of cards right and you just flip them over like mike said and just, it tells you how far the cars move and you can do it for you know up to was it five cars and have a full-on race and i mean it's just so just brilliant uh the way they've done it and i i mean i like the game multiplayer but i have liked it uh just as much as a solo game as well um chris have you been able to play it or because i know no i almost got to play it at at dice tower west i I knew because it was in the hot games room at dice tower west but the tables were always all full i'm not much of a racing fan though i i i've had bad experiences with racing games taking too long and i and i know that heat like plays pretty snappily so i'm still interested in trying it but i'm not like running through the streets pushing people over to get the you know what everyone can get their copy first yeah. And then, you know, maybe I can ease into it at some point. Yeah, but, you're not. Well, and, and it's not fi- like, I get it. <laughs> th- there are lots of bad things with racing games, like yeah. Runaway Leader yeah. is yeah. literally what racing is. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, and he doesn't fix any of that. Like, I've yeah. had games yeah. where I was like, definitely in dead last, 
definitely not going to make it any way better. And I'm like, just like putter it around, you know? So yeah, no, no worries. It's fine to not like racing games, but I do. And this is a great one. Oh, nice. Agreed. Okay. Let's get, we're at our top four now folks. And it's time for Richard to bring us into number four. Okay, three more excellent choices. Well, I did not know there was a Santa Monica solo mode. I have no idea. I mean, look at it. I love Santa Monica. I put it proudly, uh, you know, with some of my best games of all time. And I am very stoked to give that a go. Seems really nice and simple. And uh, yeah, I, thank you for sharing that and getting the word out. I bet you most folks don't know. And uh, Chris, Arc Nova, an excellent choice. You know, the solo mode is very, very simple, but I think it's really important what it does. Arc Nova is a race game at its heart. And I have noticed more and more these days as, uh, you know, heavy, crunchy Euros that focus on, hey, look, we're just racing to achieve a certain thing as fast as we can. They sometimes have a problem amongst, uh, in multiplayer games where people just kind of dilly-dally because they don't treat it like a race. Uh, you know, you see this a lot with Alexander Fister games too. And so I think the idea of, hey, you know what? Let's reinforce the fact that this is a race. I mean, I forget what is. You get like 20 or, or 25 turns or something like that in the solo, and that's it fixed. So you feel that pressure nonstop. Pressure that on a certain level, unless you're playing with the right types of players, you don't feel in the multiplayer game. I mean, I almost kind of felt like when I was trying the solo mode of this, that its core ideas should be brought into the multiplayer game as well to make it a better experience. And then Mike, Heat, Pedal to the Metal. I've really got to try this game someday. I really, really do. Uh, Real did a good job of recording it on the uh, channel and showing off how... I mean, again, I just love this idea that, hey, when I'm playing solo against the automated opponent, it's not just against one. It can be against a whole bunch because the system is so clean and simple and just it just it goes as fast as the cars themselves and it's a very, very excellent choice. But continuing on with the list, let's talk about my number one on the list and our shared number four. Uh, that has got to be Stars of Akarios. Which, for folks who don't know, is a very, very big, ambitious space opera game. You know, think Battlestar Galactica cr meets Gloomhaven crossed with Seventh Continent. Uh, and that is a very potent and powerful combination of stuff. And here's the deal. When I first started playing Stars of Akeros, my wife, uh, she was traveling. So I basically had like two weeks uh, with the game playing it only solo. I didn't actually get to play it multiplayer until months later when, or when you know, she was back and we were able to make the time to give it a go. And I gotta say, folks, Stars of Akarios, rated as a solo game, would have been my number one game of the year of 2022. I think it is a phenomenal experience. And I so appreciate the developers did the extra work. Because a lot of times games will say, you know, especially games like this will say, yeah, of course you can play it solo. You just have to control two characters. Or in this case, two spaceships and space pilots uh, that are, you know, engaging in, you know, intergalactic uh, dog battles. Uh, that are uh, very reminiscent of Gloomhaven, but driven by dice as much as by cards. But they did the extra work here for all the missions to scale all the way down to where, no, no, if I'm playing solo, it's just me and my lone fighter up against, you know, waves of bad guys. Uh, I ends up feeling a bit more like the old classic uh, playing solo X-Wing uh, for folks who are old enough to remember that back in the day. And I loved it. I thought the AI system for the, uh, uh, the enemies that you use, whether you're playing multiplayer or, or solo, well... 
it can be sometimes a bit swingy and a bit cattywampus, but oh, it felt so good and so exciting. And then, you know, the fact that this was a big job they had to do, not only turning a space combat game into a, a viable solo experience, but also a planet exploration game that they did a great job on too. And I was just absolutely blown away by this thing. And um, unfortunately, at the end of the day, when my wife finally got back and, you know, a little while later, we finally got to play it, the game was kind of problematic for her to play. She had a really tough time dealing with the spatial relationships. I mean, you know, in the same way, she has a tough time playing asteroids because, hey, once a ship is facing towards me, uh, I have a hard time, you know, artic- you know, in my brain keeping track of if I rotate, which way am I going to face and all that, which is a big part of the game. It's all about positioning your ships to, you know, deliver attacks at the right time to the enemies while staying one step ahead of them. Anyway, though, um, I, you know, I mean, this game makes me wish that they had done the extra work on Gloomhaven to make that truly soloable as well. Yes, there are a few um, specific solo missions for Gloomhaven, but here you can have an epic journey. Um, you know, Battle Beyond the Star style or uh, Star Blazers style and you can enjoy it. Um, you know, it's fast to set up and play and it is just absolutely wonderful. Uh, you know, if, if you're looking for an epic solo adventure that will just give you so many hours of fun time and you love some of the uh, sci-fi references I'm making, you might want to check out number four on the list, The Stars of Akarios. Yeah, Richard had me at Battlestar Galactica meets Gloomhaven. <laughs> that right there, I'm I'm all in. I remember him talking about this game, but I have not seen it out anywhere. This one definitely flew under the radar because I didn't hear much about this game. Uh, but I know that Richard really loved it, and as a solo game, it sounds pretty awesome to me. Yeah, it was another one of those big box Kickstarters that were out there, right? Yep. And uh, big big box Kickstarter campaign set in space. Uh, but I'm glad I'm glad I thought it looked cool. Like, I think a lot of those end up looking really neat. And it's just great to hear that it delivers on the promise of enjoyment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of call shenanigans, though. This is a <laughs> solo co-op game. And the Uh-oh. fact that you can play a true solo does not make it a solo variant, in uh-huh. my opinion. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, should I have too many bones on here? That, that's Uh-oh. a true solo. Like, I don't know. But. That being said, I did like Stars of Akarius. I covered it for the channel. Last year was a tough year for campaign games because, yeah, we also had Oathsworn. We also had uh, Aeon Trespass Odyssey. I like Stars of Akarius. I didn't like it as much as either of those, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I like it. But By the way, me and Richard need to hang out because I never heard anybody reference Star Blazers. I used wow. to watch Star Blazers. <laughs> wow. my, my middle name comes from the show Star Blazers. Like, that's wacky. What? People don't even know what I'm talking about when I talk about Star Blazers. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, no, Stars of Akaris is good. Uh, for me, I love the ship combat. It really is like Gloomhaven, some of the mechanics mixed with really fun, kind of like X-Wing-ish, um, you know, like uh, trying to, to dogfight people and get behind them and stuff. Uh, I, I don't think the planet exploration was as successful, but I'm glad Richard enjoyed it. Yeah, good game. Again, not sure it should even be on this list, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> so again, folks, you're watching Mike from the uh, One Stop Call Shop. This will be his last time on the yep. R&R show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that you call it shenanigans, and we're going to have to talk to Richard about that. <laughs> but, and I'm sure, I guarantee you, Mike, you're not going to see any more shenanigans coming up oh. uh, as our number two. I guarantee it. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, if it is, I'm sure it's Ruel. It's on Ruel. 
Noel's end, <laughs> and he's going to put up the wrong thing, and I'm just going to have to go with it. Oh, uh, but we'll see. This. We'll. I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. All right. I, I do love that Richard. That I just spent uh, a little bit of time saying, "Yeah, I really don't like racing games." And then Richard goes, "Chris, good job, Ark Nova. It's really a race." <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Some way or another, Chris Richard finds a way to mess with you. Every single time. <laughs> Love it. Okay, let's move on to our top three, folks. This is it. Uh, number three is going back to me. Um, you know, I had a deck building game here earlier, and I didn't do this on purpose. I just, you know, I submitted my list. Uh, our, we have a, someone, a third party, who combines them all. And um, I, I'm happy that this showed up because it's one of my favorite deck building games. It combines a word game as well. It is Dominion meets Scrabble. It is paperback. Now, I'm specifically talking about paperback, the 10th anniversary edition, which you saw my run through here on the channel uh, a little while back. Wonderful solo game. Again, this is for word nerds like myself. I love word games. I do the crossword. I do, um, you know, Wordle, all that stuff. But what this does now, the original paperback, again, it is uh, Scrabble meets Dominion. The original paperback, you could play it cooperatively. And you could, um, by doing that, uh, you were, you could also solo it, right? But, you know, because our good friend Mike is here, I wanted to pick something that was actually soloable, that had a solo, a solo variant built into it. And this 10th anniversary edition does it. As you can see there, you have the tableau cards on the left. And you are, thematically, you're playing, I think you're like, being, you're trying to find out the spy, you're like the spy master or whatever. And the it's a little AI cube that walks, uh, goes around in a specific pattern. And you're trying to, you know, every time they stop, they're going to put a cube down. If there's ever four cubes, then you've lost the game. Now, what uh, Paperback does, it's brilliant. It gives you these last a list of actions. You roll a die. Whatever die is uh, it lands on, that number, that's what the AI is going to do. And that prevents you from doing that action. So you have to pick one of the other four. So these actions are like take off cubes, add cubes, move cubes, move yourself, blah, blah, blah. And you're doing this while you're still playing Paperback. You're still building words. And uh, in true deck building fashion, you uh, build up currency, use a currency to get other cards. Those cards have abilities. They go into your deck. Hopefully you can trash out some of the uh, weaker cards. It's so good, folks. I mean, it takes all, everything I love about paperback and makes it better in every single way. And this is actually something I wish, and actually you could. You, you I guess you could play this cooperatively, but, you know, to try to uh, beat the, the AI, it's not easy. Um, I've played it several times, and I definitely have lost more than I've won. And I, I like that in a solo game where it's not just automatic, right, if you know the game. Um because, yeah, I think I have a better vocabulary than a non-existent opponent, right? But, you know, in this, I have to be able to, you know, take those cubes off. I mean, I can sort of figure out their pattern. But again, um, am I going to make the right choice? Like, uh, maybe next time they're going to roll a different die or a different value. That will change things up. But, yeah, paperback, folks, it's a winner. Uh, multiplayer and solo, especially the 10th anniversary edition. That's why it's our number three on the list. Well, nice. you Is played... Uh... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, have you played Paperback Adventures yet? I have. Absolutely love it. Absolutely yeah, it's love great. It. It like, is... I don't know if I'll ever play Paperback Solo because I love, I think that one is such a good design. And yeah. you know, of course it's made for a solo from the ground up. You're right. It's uh, it's basically, I call, I like to jokingly call it Spell the Spire. It's Slay the Spire. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> like, yeah. That's good. I like that. So That's good. a good name. Yeah. I, I was, That's um, really good. Is it out on, is it out at retail yet? I, I forget. Um, 
I don't know. Because that's the only reason why I didn't put it on the list. I thought it, it hadn't delivered, or maybe it just delivered. I don't know. Well, also, that's not a variant. That's the only way to play the game. You know right. I mean? yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking. I don't, I don't yeah. see it, like, on Amazon, but it, maybe it's somewhere. I'm not yeah. sure if they've got it out so I know they crowdfunded. I, I, I'm pretty sure the delivered or it was close to being delivered. Um, but anyways, that's why I went with the OG. I went with paperback 10th anniversary edition. But. See, now I got to get a copy of it because I feel like this is two two lists in a row where I feel like paperback has been on it. Wasn't it, it on our last list? It too, might have been. Yeah. What, what was the list we did before? Or it was I, recently. I, it was it was definitely recently. Like yeah. I, I remember us talking about it and you getting me really excited about it. Now yeah. I'm still excited about it. Well, apparently I just talk about the same games every list, Chris, no matter what the <laughs> lists are. I can talk this into being a race game too. So there you go. Um, <laughs> well, that'll be, that'll be a uh, next list. <laughs> Top race games, paperback, Ark Nova. Exactly. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, Chris, uh, you've got the second game on our list today. All right. Now listen, I know that I'm cheating here. Okay. I knew I was cheating when I put it on the list and I didn't care because, and here's my reasoning. You can play this game with two or three or four, or you can play it solo, varying up your, your play style. Um, sounds like a variant to me. Uh, no, 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 no. But the reason I put it in, uh, the reason I really put it in is because I am not a solo player. Like I'm really not a solo player. Like I'm really sort of like the antithesis of, of diving in consistently with games. And this is probably the one game that I own that like I actively will play solo. And I, and I think that is, that is sort of a, a noticeable or at least like good information for people who are, who are kind of like me and who, who want to like dip their toes into solo. This is something that I'm, uh, it's by Chip Theory Games and Mike, you've already said it. It is too many bones yeah, <laughs> that I'm putting nice. on this list. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I'll say at least <laughs> the bosses are different with too many bones. There you have an go. entirely different set of encounter cards with too many bones. Like the true mm. solo mode, more than Stars of Akarios, <laughs> the game actually changes in major ways for too many bones. So I'll, I'll forgive you more than somebody else, you know? <laughs> I appreciate that. And also, too, even like the complexity of the characters, which I really love. Right. You have like a solo complexity and you have a co-op complexity. And those are generally different. And that, to me, gets me really excited to play each character solo because I'm like, okay, this this does interact in a different way when I mm-hmm. when I don't have someone else to fill in the gaps, Right. Um, yeah, I mean, Too Many Bones should be is no stranger to solo lists. I mean, any chip theory game, honestly, is no stranger to solo lists. It, it it's just fun. It's one that I'm really looking forward to. I'm I'm excited to take a look at the Unbreakable content. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's just great fun of checking dice and working out your own skill tree. And and like you said too, just the the, the slight differences in the encounters. And in the bosses is fun as well. It's it's one that uh, that I think you know works potentially best at solo. No more than two players, honestly. Is I said you could play it at three and four, but I don't really think you can. Um, <laughs> well, you can play it, and then you cannot enjoy it. So you can do that if you want. Um, no, but it's just like it's such a slick system. Uh, I love the, all the differences in the characters, and, and I think it's it's just a blast to to pull out Chuck Dice and and have a good time with the variants of enemies. Yeah, just love it. Yeah, and there's something to be said for that chip theory production, right? I mean, top top of the heap here. I mean, they, they set the standard, I think, for a lot of uh, game companies. I mean, just the chips and the play mats and whatnot. Oh my gosh, I, I love their t- uh, games on the table. The table presence is amazing. 
Yeah. And Too Many Bones is one of my top games, like probably top 20 of all time. So I adore it too. Again, I wasn't sure if I could include it on this list, but <laughs> I love it. I, I, I knew you wanted to. That's why yeah. I got the message. <laughs> I got the, I got the DM on the side as we were filming and, and I, and I switched it. I fell on that sword for you, Mike. So I'm just, <laughs> Hey, speaking of swords, I, I'm required to say all chip theory games are good. Cause they sent me a sword once. So. Oh, oh, I got oh, one little sword nice. too. Yes. I think that's actually not a generous gift. I think that's a threat of what they will do with it. <laughs> I, I'm but still yeah. waiting on, on my full suit of, armor from yeah, chip go. theory yeah, games yeah. since i did not get a sword but uh yeah, actually, i know they'll make uh, it up to me with a yeah. full suit of armor a different chip theory that i would have say has more of like a solo variant it was on my honorable mentions but i won't mention that right now but mm. yeah i love too many bones awesome yeah. game great yeah. choice okay mike you're the man you got the top pick of the list and take it away all right so yeah this is uh funnily enough this is maybe the one i would least recommend to the average solo player oh. because it is the hardest to get into of maybe all the ones we've mentioned today but this is the uh solo mood uh, mood solo mode it is a mood for uh root for root from leader games nice. oh nice so, yeah i got uh, two cold world designs although he didn't design the solo for either of them interestingly enough i think he's better off when other people do his solo modes oh god you got a video of me in like a sweater what's going on here um, so, so yeah so uh roots if I'm, I'm sure everyone knows root but if you don't it's like kind of area control you're trying to get victory points extremely asymmetric factions and how uh apparently it's swingy obtuse though this is weird to watch a video of myself <laughs> they, they should have pulled a playthrough but yeah so uh root is another one of those like uh, some of the other games i've mentioned uh, previously in the stream like exceed and stuff where I love the game and there's so many cool factions and I want to play it all the time, but nobody else knows the factions and it's really mm -hmm. a, a challenge with this asymmetry to get it to the table. Cause you kind of got to like understand everybody's faction. You got to kind of teach them like what everyone is doing. So first of all, the fact that I can get the game to the table is great, but then the way this was a fan made variant at first, I don't know if you guys know that it was uh, what was, it? it was like the better bot project oh, made cool. this. Oh, okay. And then they were like, Hey, cause so what happened was, the, the first expansion, the like River Folk expansion, had the clockwork uh, bot for just the cats, mm -hmm. just the Marquis de Cat. And and it wasn't that great. Like I, I played it, it's kind of a little bit of a mess. And, you know, again, I love Cole. He does awesome games. I don't think he does great with solo. I don't like Oats uh, <laughs> solo either that much. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so then the Better Bot Project, this uh, guy came in, loved the game, made this amazing bot, and Leader Games saw it and liked it enough. They worked with him and they made it the official one. And he continues like he there's more stuff in the Better Bot Project than what's been officially released for the Clockwork expansions, because at this point they have two Clockwork expansions. So most of the factions are like iterated in the game. Yeah. And, you know, not, not, not everyone. I've tried this competitive and it can get a little wacky. Like sometimes the balance is weird. I've tried it. They have a co-op uh, variant in there and it's a mess. Don't play it because like, you know, they don't really know what the heck they're doing. The bots not really made for co-op, but for solo specifically, throw in like two or three other factions in there. You have to love running the factions. Like this is one where if you don't want to look down charts and like run through it and kind of be the computer, like you are the computer and in a video game would like be taking care of all this stuff. If you don't want to do this, this is not going to work for you. But if you don't mind that, and I don't mind that, because again, I played like coin war games and all this stuff where you have to run lots of factions. It's just beautiful to see like the interplay, how smartly the AI works with each other, how like these, I learn how to play the factions better sometimes watching what the, uh, what the AI is doing, even though they play oh, wow. differently. Mm. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, I should be going for that kind of thing. Oh, I should be trying to capture more of those. So it's really, like, a cool thing they've achieved just from, like, an impressiveness standpoint. 
But then on top of that, again, just being able to play one of my top games of all time with mm-hmm. so many different factions and just splashing whatever the heck I want and it's going to function. It's awesome. It's a great... And again, like I, I'm a fan-made solo designer, so it kind of gets a leg up because of that. Like This guy just made it happen and, and lived right. the dream, Like got the official mode. It's like, man, this is so good. We're going to use your stuff. I just love the story there, too. So yeah, Root is my number one solo variant. Love yeah. that game. Fantastic choice. Nice. I have not been able to play it yet. I do have uh, the... Was it the Clockwork Expansion? Is that the one that has uh, yeah that? yeah? There's two yeah. at this point, but yeah. the first one had like the basic factions. Yeah, I have it on my shelf. It has not been played yet, but um, I'm glad that you brought this up, Mike. The fact that you can watch, you know, the AI playing, try to get better at it by seeing what they do. I, I love that in in solo games like that, where you're actually going to improve your your own play by by going through it. So I think that's a great thing to uh, to talk about. Yeah, Root, Root's one of my uh, one of my good friends. Their favorite game of all time. And in, when they teach it, how they teach it is they uh, they pass out a computer and they say, "Hey, go do the tutorial of all the factions uh, in in the computer game, and then come back and we'll play Root." And I'm like, "All right, good way of learning." <laughs> it was a very good way of learning. But yeah, you really need to know all of those factions, right? Like they're so varied and. The more that you throw in, I've only played with the with the base four. Yeah, I haven't played any of the expansions yet, but because I feel like I've just scratched the surface, really, with the base four. Yeah, um, but nice. that's cool. That's awesome. really cool. Well, and what you mentioned is a wrinkle with Root Solo because, gosh, that Direwolf app for it is so ridiculously good. Yeah. You don't even like necessarily, need, you know, like I, I love right, the game. Right. I, don't, I don't like playing app board games that much, so I don't personally play it really. Yeah, yeah. But it's like if I'm like recommending, I'm like, well, I'll just go play the app. It's kind of better. right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, folks, that's going to do it. Those are our top 12 solar variants. You know, be sure to check out the extended uh, edition of this video, folks, because mm-hmm. we record this live on Twitch, and Richard actually talks about a few more games as, as we do. So be sure to ch- uh, click the show notes below for that link. want to thank uh, Chris, as always, to uh, for co-hosting the show, and a big thanks to Mike for joining us today. Mike, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And uh, that's going to do it for today. Folks, be sure to visit Perk Coffee, where you can use the RRT15 code at checkout for 15% off your next order of delicious Perk Coffee. Until next time, we'll see you later. Take care. So long. Bye-bye. And hello. We are back for the post-show, folks. We did it. Woo! Oh, what a list. Henry's still here with us. Yay, Henry. Yes, everyone (laughs) is is here. Uh, That was great. That was fantastic. Chris, I was cracking up while I saw Too Mighty Bones show up on my little list. I was like, yes, he's going to talk about something Mike just uh, talked about. Perfect time. Yeah, I could see you laughing. I was like, oh, Ruel Ruel knows. I'm going to say it. (laughs) No, yeah, that... That was good. Oh. But now we got to do our honorable mentions in our... Yes. Wait, so Andrew did ask, does Richard have something to say? Did Richard do a video about our top three? Do you know? Uh, he did. Yeah, yeah, so I think he does. I, I th- he was talking... About, oh, um, he did already. Now we're going to go back. Is that what it is? No, uh, no, because he... And he said number four, so he hasn't responded he to... Hasn't responded. Yeah, is there um, a last clip route. to play? Okay, sir. Well, uh, that's what I thought we were talking about for... I thought that was... I got mixed up. So why don't his we honorable mentions here? will probably be in there. I'm yeah. assuming. So um, let's find out together. Let's do that together. I'm going the to magic so of the internet. Yeah, we're gonna edit this in. Uh, let me see. <laughs> magic the internet. We move over here. Okay, so uh, let's find out what Richard has. Okay, folks, here we go.
All right, so let's find out what Richard has to say about all of these great games. Okay, folks, before we go, I just wanted to weigh in on those last three entries. Ruel, I have to admit, I am so freaking jealous that you ended up covering um, the uh, 10th anniversary edition of Paperback on the channel because I had no idea how fantastic that solo mode was. It's incredibly impressive. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd... I think I might still prefer Paperback Adventures as a solo uh, on Paperback take, but this is so cool and I, I I wish I wish it had a multiplayer iteration because it was so smart. And Chris, uh, too many bones. I you know, uh, too many bones is way too big for me, way too long. And if I were to ever play it, I think solo is how I'd want to go because I think that's how you can get it down to around an hour, right? When it's just you uh, up against you know all the bad guys. And so I very much appreciate that. Although as I understand it. Um, isn't so much of Too Many Bones all about, you know, the interplay between players and a lot of that goes away? I'm not quite sure. If, if so, it's kind of a bummer. I kind of wish they had kind of approached it maybe in the way Oathsworn does, where, hey, if I'm playing true solo, I've got my one character. Oh, yeah, the other characters can still be there in kind of a simplified sidekick way. But even still, again, uh, Too Many Bones in an hour has got to be a good thing. So uh, it makes sense to include that one on the list. And Mike, Root... Oh my gosh, you are a braver man than me. I tried playing the uh, automated cat faction that was in the original box with Root, and honestly, I didn't think it was very good at all. Um, you know, uh, just kind of a pain to uh, manage uh, with so much stuff going on. Really, it's probably only good just to have a test dummy so you could practice with factions before you play the way it's supposed to be against real players. But as I understand it, those clockwork uh, expansions that came out afterwards are really, really good, and I guess they must be for you to uh, put it so high on the list. So that is good news, everyone, I gotta say. And speaking of good news, folks, we're just starting with all of this solo stuff. If you want to hear some more solo goodness, well, um, head over to the extended edition of this episode because in the post-show, I imagine the gang is going to talk a little bit more about maybe some preferred solo stuff. And I'm hoping that Mike talks a little bit about... I don't know if he's too humble to bring it up in this run-through, but the fact that... He is a fairly accomplished uh, solo variant designer himself. He's got a bunch of really good ones out there, like, um, oh gosh, uh, Radlands. I watched a bit of his video for that, and it looked really, really good. So, uh, you know, actually, there'll be some links for some of his stuff down in the show notes right now, uh, so you can uh, check out Mike's work in the solo sphere. And then if you want even more solo content, folks, might I suggest heading over to a new uh, geek list I made on Board Game Geek called solo.rado.com. That's where you point your browser. solo.rado.com. Link for it again down in the show notes. That is a list of every game that has been covered on my channel in solo mode over the last decade. There's over 200 games there. Plus the uh, top 10 I did with Maggie from Thinker Themer a few years ago. Um, plus this video and its extended edition where you can hear more stuff. And again, Mike, I want to hear in that after show if you could spend a little bit of time talking about how you approach design. Or heck, maybe you did it in the pre-show, folks. Cannot recommend that uh, highly enough. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I'm going to throw it back over to you guys to close it out. All right. So there you go, folks. Our top 12 and uh, Richard's thoughts on those final ones. Mike, I want to thank you again uh, for joining us today. Really appreciate it. And um, until next time, folks, we're going to send you all out with some Perk Coffee. Be sure to check out the website, perkcoffee.com, and use the RRT15 code for a discount on your next order. Take care. So long. See you later. Bye-bye. 
And hello, back to the post show. I felt like hello I was again. in a time loop. What is going on <laughs> <Wait> here? <laughs> oh, yeah, nice Mike, thanks, so much for, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, everybody, make, make sure you check out Perk Coffee. Wait a minute. Oh, wait, no, shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> oh, excuse me. I still got the COVID, post COVID cough. It's so hilarious, right? Yeah. Because Richard's recording ahead of time. The Richard's like, hey, yeah. how dare you put too many bows? What yeah. about the cooperation <laughs> between characters? I'm like, what about Star Wars Vicarios, Richard? <laughs> 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 like, literally, that game has tons of, uh, you know, modules for your ships that support other characters. Their player powers yeah. support other characters. <laughs> you can, like, lead a ship toward you so the other person can get, like, a you know, a, a shot behind on them. Like, flank somebody. It's yeah. Fun. It's fun. I, it's I, I love the it's shots fun. being fired from uh, yeah, different time zones. <laughs> And before and after um real quick uh let's go over the games that didn't make the list from from ours uh chris you want to start us off with the ones that did not make the list? i mean you know i was struggling just to get three yeah, yeah. but here are the th- here are the things where that i'm interested in playing solo as well um it's it's mostly games that i love right like anachrony I, oh. I don't know if you you guys have any experience with anachrony solo mode i don't but i i feel like that one is one that i want to try down the line right they have their own it, it was an expansion it was in the it was in the original box and then they took it out so they could make it cheaper um but i think i have it in my box and so that's one that i that i would want to try that was like nice. i was trying to justify it but then i was like nah i can't i i, I can't because i haven't played it so you know. yeah no worries all right cool yeah, yeah i i would love to play that game uh solo but i have not had the chance yet uh mike got any uh highlights that you want uh, games that you want to highlight that didn't make your uh the list here yeah so um I'm trying to find my email that had like the six or seven I sent, but but one that I know right. that got yeah. cut was uh, Cloud Spire, mm. uh, which is uh, another ship theory one. About, yeah, yeah, and that one I, I would say is like more an actual different mode, like than yeah. too many bones. Because yeah, Cloud Spire, I do think I, I will say this on the record, I think it is best as a competitive game when you have experienced players who know what they're doing. I think uh, yeah. the crazy way the I'm a big asymmetric faction and like powers and characters kind of guy. It's just like what gets me excited for games. Yeah, but um. Yeah, when you when you like mash the factions together, it's so much fun. But man, the solo mode, which is like has narrative, it has uh, like a different campaign for every single faction. Every faction right. they've released, they've mm-hmm. made a new solo campaign for. So like when they made the bugs, the grease, they made a solo mode for them. When they made us, uh, you know, the the uprising and Horizon's Wrath, the air pirates, they made new solo mode like campaigns for them. And it's really like a puzzle. The, the scenarios themselves are tough and they have like unique rules and unique things. You got to like use different factions, use different units, but then like they have all these different like little objectives and like you can do this one and win, but Ooh, maybe you want to play again and like optimize and figure out a different strategy and beat all four. So it really rela- uh, rewards like replay. So yeah, I really like that one. Um, I'll stop with that and try to find the rest of the list that I said yeah. while uh, <laughs> no, no, we're no, talking about one. It's all good. We're we're just out about a time, almost out of time. So I'll just pick one from my list that didn't make it. Uh, the game Three Sisters. Uh, this is a roll and write uh, that came out mm. last year. Absolutely love it. One of the crunchiest roll and writes I've ever played. And I think the solo mode. Um, I forget. It's like a name of a farmer or something that you compete against. They do a really good job of uh, simulating the multiplayer game. And just going back along the lines of what we talked about earlier, I like the Solomon Three Sisters because that game for a roll and write makes my head hurt. And I need all the time I can take to think out my moves. And I mean, it's one of the few roll and writes that gives you like a notes section. You're writing notes on like what combos you have coming up. So I need all the time I can get. So I like to slow things down, play the Solomon Three Sisters, and it's still a really good challenge, you know, going through that rondelle, trying to figure out what moves and stuff. Uh, but yeah, 
that's going to do it for I, us today, folks. I Thank do, you. I oh, do yeah, have, before, we, before we finish up, I yeah. do have, here's some other games where I really wish somebody would create an awesome solo variant oh, for yeah, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Tyrants of the Underdark would be great. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Radlands, Wonderlands War, That's Battlecon, right. Devastation of the Indians. That would be cool. Sakura Arms, yeah. uh, Super Fantasy Brawl, Galaxy <laughs> Trucker, Quirky Circuits, Magic Maze. Volleyball High, Vast, I, I, I almost feel like manner. you're reading down a geek list. It's very interesting. Battlecrest, <laughs> base game. If only somebody out there could create really great, cool solo modes because yeah. they love solo games and just bring that to the people. I, I don't know. I think that person would be pretty cool. Maybe be, one day. I maybe agree. One day. Be maybe the best guest we've had on the <laughs> R&R. Well, the only outsider you've had, so right? Like, it's, right. it's a low yeah. bar. I, <laughs> Mike, I'm also an outsider. This is the only thing I do. Please, uh, please talk a little bit about that geek list. You've got all kinds of solo variants that you've created. Uh, just a quick overview and uh, what's on there. And uh, yeah, the floor is yours. Oh, well, I mean, uh, yeah. So again, I have the One Stop Co-op Shop, uh, YouTube channel, podcast, streaming channel. Lots of stuff on there, solo and co-op. I did, uh, as as Chris just mentioned, I have a, wait, a geek wait. list. That was you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm Board Game Geek. I have a geek list uh, of all the solo variants I've created, including the games Chris just said. Um, I also have a video on the channel playing through every single one, so you can kind of see it in action and get a tutorial of how to do it. So, yeah, I love solo games, love cooperative games. I also, uh, just for to pitch something else that is not me, uh, Liz Davidson and one uh, ah, of their names. Uh, Jason's on it sometimes. Uh, I think we had Mark Dainty recently, but the the top 200 solo games they do uh, every mm. year. I've been on that. Yeah, that's times. a good list. Yeah, yeah, for the podcast and video. If you really love solo games, jump in there. They'll have more than enough to to wet your whistle and get you feeling happy about solo. <laughs> nice. And uh, folks, yeah, uh, be sure uh, when you watch this video on YouTube, there's show notes below. You will be able to find all the links to the uh, geek list we talked about here. Um, that's going to wrap it up for today, folks. We're going to send you all on a raid. Again, big thanks to Mike and to Chris for uh, doing the things. And uh, we're going to send you all over to our friend Paula Deming. Uh, she's playing games right now. Stick around for the raid because you get extra channel points which you can spend here on the next episode of uh, the r r show and Twitch Tuesday, which is now Twitch Monday for the summer. Now so, Twitch Monday. Yeah. And hey, if you get if you if you get tired of Paul in half an hour, you can check out uh, me over at Codenames Live at uh, Tim Riel's channel. Yes. So that's where I'm going next. There it is. Yeah, let's go uh, but, let's uh, watch um so who are you teamed up with? Let's go to Paula first. Yeah, we'll go Paula first. <laughs> who are you teamed up with today, uh Chris, do you know? Um honestly, I don't know. Okay. I'm I'm teamed up with somebody. It's a it's their season 6 finale or something. It's actually Tim's birthday. So oh. he, he, I couldn't turn him down. Yeah, I've, I've been, I've been turning him down. He said, "It's my birthday. You're coming." I said, "Okay, I'm, okay, yes, I'm sorry." Nice. Okay, we're <laughs> definitely gonna go check that out, folks. Be sure to check out Tim Reels' uh, channel, Codenames Live, with our friend Chris. Mike, thanks again. Appreciate it, friend. And uh, we'll see y'all later. Bye, everybody. And we're waving. We're waving. Um, we have raided, I believe. I'm I think we've raided. Check, and we're good. Okay, so we're stopping streaming.